<laughs> I'm just waiting for Connor's introduction to the to the episode that I know he's prepared for. Oh, us. mate. Are you introducing it? Yo, welcome to the first crossover of uh, Middle Earth Crisis and the Human Energy Flow podcast. This is Actually, this is episode 30, 33. We've recorded a lot in advance, so, you know, just just to get our bearings. We've, we've got all our uh, all our settings done. Audacity's looking good, so we're ready to jump straight into it. Ready to lift off. Thanks yeah, for being man. here, guys. Uh, pleasure, uh, mate. Good. Fucking pleasure. Jamie, how's, how, how are you doing? Uh, psyched, mate. Well, looking forward to this, so... Been looking forward to it. I've uh, I've got my soapbox ready to stand on. Uh, yeah, see what I, see what I think about Games Workshop. You know what I mean? What's so, that? That's the, is this going to be about smashing Games Workshop? In it. Do you know what? Right, it, it's a funny thing in it because I remember a little while ago it became cool to hate on Games Workshop, didn't? Wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and I don't think it is anymore. I think people no, are like, not. nah, it's like you know they're doing some good stuff. So well, and some bad stuff, but I think people can just have their own opinions now whereas i remember even just five years ago there was no was redeeming like, features was nah, it it was fucking nah. shit absolute shit but now you're right you can you can you can you've got enough information and enough behaviors to make your own decision on them now gw have changed the way they do things as well though, haven't they like the 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 leak stuff mm-hmm. early so there's there's none of this like people running around trying to discover what gw are doing they just tell you yeah yeah, it's so much and if, better. And if people it? do that, they've got like an article ready to like bang out the next day. Aren't they? Yeah, they have, aren't they? They fucking they're on top of it, aren't they? But I, I, I reckon sometimes they leak stuff themselves, and then they can put that article out, and it just drums up interest, doesn't it? Oh yeah, of course. It's it a massive hype stuff. train, and it works. People lap it up. Like what? Give us an example. What have they done that you reckon might be leaked recently? Oh fuck knows. Um, I mean, they've got to have done some stuff around that Curse City because the hype on that was absolutely insane. Like that that Curse City thing has been a bit of a well, a bit of a curse, hasn't it? Really, it's been it hasn't gone to plan. Well, they fucking did. It's limited, isn't it? It's like everything's gone. Yeah. It's never coming back. Why? Why do that? I mean. I don't do you know get what it. it is, right? GW have done this thing, and they've done it for years. From from known as a customer and from working with them, I've learned that everything GW do is essentially limited edition, right? Because it's only ever available while it's available, mm-hmm. and some things are available for years and decades. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. things just sell out with no rhyme and reason. They never use the words like limited edition anymore, but stuff just disappears. Yeah. So to get something now, you, if you want to get it, you've got to get in mega early or pre-order it or do whatever. It strikes the fear into people as well, doesn't it? In it, yeah. so like they're gonna fucking buy it because otherwise what fear if it's of not missing there? out, in it. It's fucking full yeah. on FOMO. FOMO. It's it yeah, it's gonna sit in your bedroom or in your fucking loft for the next four years until you pay it. Until you sell it. Until you sell it, but at least you've got it. It's like oh fuck, fuck that, mate. It's yeah. Well, it it, it really does work because it I've, fucking I've owned, does. I I've owned yeah. both of the Warhammer quests before this one. And when this one come out, I thought, I didn't need another one. I've never played the second one. I've played the first one a handful of times. I'm not that bothered by it, so I'll just give this one a miss. Uh, it's got some canny minis in it, but I'm not that bothered. And then the minute it's sold out, this bit of me brain's going, oh, man, I wish I bought one. <laughs> Can I find one? And I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Tyrion, you didn't want it yeah. before you knew it wasn't sold out. And now it's sold out. You want it, don't you? All right, well, thankfully, I've, I've talked sense into myself, but um, I think it'll come back out anyway. I, I do think they'll re-release it. It's weird if they did re-release it because look at I mean I think the sales that compared to Blackstone Fortress is like it was just they're not even in the same ballpark. 
But that was available for, what, three, four years with a load of expansions and supporting White Dwarf? That was a full yeah. release with a full backing and all the rest of it. Whereas what the fuck are they going to do for Curse City? Any expansions mm. they release is only going to be marketed to the fucking eight people who've got a copy. Do you know what I mean? It's, they it's they won't do any support for it no, no. when it's not available because it doesn't make any sense. So GW will never support a game that you can't go into the shop and buy. No, they, that's that's the whole point, isn't it? sales principle, yeah. isn't it? Aye. What is it, Curse City? Is it the same as um, that thing Mean, mean Pal used to play? What's it called? No, the, um... the, uh, Underworld. No, it's, Underworld. it's the new Warhammer Quest. So you choose your um, oh. choose your adventurer, go and bash around in a dungeon, um, get some loot. It's basically that. But the, every year, the last one they released was Blackstone Fortress. Um, okay, I see what you The you're one saying. before that was, um, what was it, Jamie? The... Shadows Over Hammerhawk. That was different, that one, because you needed a GM aye. for that one, didn't you? Aye, yeah, I did. Aye. That sounds because the Silver cool. Tower ran itself, like the the enemies ran on like an AI. I wanted that. Um, I, it looked fucking great that Silver Tower because the original Warhammer Quest from the nineties, the AI ran the the the, the baddies, mm. didn't it? Yeah, and it was all right, but I mean, I I've only played it a handful of times. And I ended up just selling it because replay value just wasn't there on it for me. Right. This... Once once I played through the, the campaign uh, twice, I was like, oh, I'm not too fussed by it. Like, doesn't change much. No, it doesn't at all. Yeah. And it's got some lovely minis in it. I mean, don't get me wrong. These boxes are just an excuse to sell uh, new minis, aren't they? Yeah. Let's be yeah. honest. But GW have never even traditionally done very well with games that have other components in them. They've always struggled. And this is what Curse City, this is, this is the problem. It's people supplying the other game components. Well, like the boards and the dice and stuff like that. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would only buy it for the minis anyway. I wouldn't care about any of the stuff. I'm only interested in the, the cool heroes mm. and converting into yeah. other things and not actually playing Curse City at all, but just using the bits. So the gaming, the gaming components aren't really an But issue why would me. you pay 100 and fucking... 100 and, how much was it? 120 quid for, like, eight adventurers and some fucking Age of Sigmar models. Swung out. Yeah, fuck that noise. I mean, I, I would have to play it to get any money, like, get your money's worth out of it. Do you know what I mean? So I, I will play this, and you fucking will sit down next to me and play it with me, because I've spent 120 <laughs> quid on it. I was, I was like that with the Horus Heresy um, board games. I made people play them. They were I'd, supposed I'd, to be good, though, I'd weren't spent they? spent that much money on them. Burning of Prospero was mint. Mm. It was really good, and it was well hard for the Thousand Sons to win. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed playing it, but it, it was a real... You had to spend some time sitting down playing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't just pick it up and play it in an hour or something. Yeah, it's not... Might as well play a game of 40k or something like that. Mm. Well, or 30k for me. Oh, 30k, sorry, yeah. 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 obviously. Well, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a weird decision, that, to put them out as, essentially, board games as a vehicle to get some plastic heresy kits out. It, it works, because the people went yeah. fucking mental for them, but I mean, it was thinking outside the box, wasn't it? Heresy's in a weird place, though, isn't it? Oh, I mate. really can't predict what they're going to do with it. I, I was speaking mm -hmm. to Brendan about this. I reckon Heresy is going to essentially be brought into GW Main most, you know, like, because uh, Forge World, you might as well forget what Forge World is anymore. It's it's part of Games Workshop. All the models are CAD. Um, there's there's no real difference between the fucking high-end blister packs in GW and Forge World models now, is there? No. So no. if you look at Necromunda, that's a basic box that fucking little Bob can go into Games Workshop and buy it. It can go, Mum, I want that, and you can fucking buy it. And like Jamie said, that's going to get support through for, like through other GW releases and Forge World to keep, keep getting it. I reckon that's going to be like a specialist game like Blood Bowl and Necromunda and there'll be a heresy yeah. box to get you going. That's the, that's the, that would make sense to me as to where they're going to take it. The, the issue for me is what they've done with the Primaris in, in basically the scaled up Marines mm -hmm. in 40k is what they've done. Can they then continue 
to flog a game where the Marines are small? I don't think they will. Yeah, I didn't realise that. That's weird, isn't it? It's a, di- it's a different game, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a different game. I don't different, know. It's not a different universe, but it's a different time. It's this, it's just like historical 40k. Exactly that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So, like, when you bring back, like, Warhammer Fantasy... If they bring back Warhammer Fantasy Battle, it'll be the same kind of thing, won't it? It'll be historical Age of Sigma or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Warhammer Fantasy Old World game that Forge World were going to do was essentially just Horus Heresy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. It was just going to be humans and stuff anyway, so... Oh, like, different, like, oh, like, Kizla versus Cathay or something. Yeah. That'd be sick. They wouldn't do Cathay, but they'd do Kislev, um, different parts of the Empire, probably do Border Princes, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. But anything in that part of the Empire. It'd be all right, but it'd just be be really expensive. But now Forge World, would would Forge World still do it, or would GW now do it as a specialist game with Forge World support? Because that's the way they've kind of gone with everything else, isn't it? Yeah, because that would the, get that is the way that gone with Adeptus Titanicus. Exactly, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. You can buy yeah. that in GW. So that if they did that, then I mean, people would go fucking mad for it. I don't know. I just to me, I think GW are quietly not that quietly, but quietly just getting rid of all of the small scale marines, and they won't continue to produce them, and they are the backbone of the Horus Heresy line. Mm-hmm. And I think once you start stop producing miniatures in that scale, you then can't really support Horus Heresy unless they start at some point in the future when all the hoo-hahs die down, they do Horus Heresy in Primaris scale. Yeah, the scale, but not Primaris Marines. Uh, yeah, yeah. that would be yeah. a good shout. I see you'd have to rejig all the fucking tanks that. out, though. Every single Land Raider, fucking... Right, right. All that. you have to buy some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clap, clap in their hands, innit? I mean, to be fair, I mean, people have scaled down these tanks to epic, haven't they? They've used 3D printers and scaled them down. So all GW do is fucking scale them up by three three notches. That's yeah, it's it, just what, it. It's like exactly what they did with the um, the flyers from um, Aeronautica and for mm-hmm. the Titans. That's it, yeah. They just took the file. As you say, they took the file mm-hmm. on the computer, scaled it down, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. So scale it up for your, for your bigger Marines. So I kind of, I just, yeah, I kind of see what they're going to do with Horus Heresy. I kind of call it, but I kind of see it existing. Ah, I think you're right, Jamie, because they've even, they've even primaried the Age Sigma, and it's only been out for like eight years or something. Like, yeah. it's just stupid, isn't it? They just, everything's coming out so fast. The rotation's mm-hmm. like off the charts. It's crazy. It's hard to keep up with what, I mean, when you used to read White Dwarf, it'd give you the next couple of months releases, and you'd be like, oh, that looks good, that looks good. I've got Connor fucking messaging me saying, have you seen this every 10 minutes? So I'm like, yeah, White Dwarf's not arrived yet. Everything is fucking coming out that quick on the internet. You can't keep up. I just fucking... No. I, I just give up, me. I have to tell him, like, give me your link and let me have a look at it because I just can't keep up with what's coming out. Yeah, you're right. It, it does... Stuff comes thick and fast, doesn't it? Um, and you, you kind of buy it... Well, I mean, some people can. Lucky people who can afford everything. But you kind of buy everything, can you? No, nah, can you fuck? How the fuck would you? Because it's sell out. Yeah, you miss out, yeah. She can't even see her truth for me. That's bad, that. Age of Sigmar's coming into a new edition, isn't it? Shit. Yeah, we mentioned that. The last episode's been about for, what, two and a half years? Is that? It uh, it didn't feel long to me. No, not at all. Not for a brand new edition. Because that box had fucking everything in it. It had law books. It had fucking... it, it, It was a good box, actually, for... For someone who wants yeah. to get into Age of Sigma, but to, to rejig it already seems a bit fa- a bit fast. I I keep thinking that Age of Sigma is new, and then to realise it's going mm-hmm. into third edition, I'm like, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And they're already talking about tenth edition for forty k. 
Are they? Fucking Jesus. hell. They haven't even they, they haven't even brought any fucking Xeno books out yet, barely. Well, I think what they'll do is it won't it won't make any of the codexes redundant. It'll just be a revised core book. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Thing is, though, like with the mini marines, yeah, scouts, terminators. Oh, I've got a terminator. How could you get rid of yeah, a terminator? Yeah. That is yeah, Warhammer yeah. 5k. It's no. fucking to make it bigger. They'll just make it bigger. If you put a terminator next to a Primaris marine, it looks stupid, mm. and that's the problem. That's the problem with the Primaris Marines. They make the other, like, suits and whatever look, look daft. I think just, just, just like, get your CAD auto-design out, and then, like, you know when you drag the diagonal line? Just do that, and then print them out again. <laughs> and that's all they could do, but you can't, like, get rid of them. That's mental. Be, I mean, if you if you look at them, the size of them, if you terminated a Primaris, you you got to get into those fucking box dread size, aren't you? Yeah, well, do them up as well because that's sick. Yeah. Don't get rid of the standard yeah, box. Besides a fucking no, shoebox, though, would it? I'm not getting into that, but them, them old dreadnoughts are horrible. <laughs> they are rubbish. Those Ed 209 looking motherfuckers. No. Yeah, yeah. I like a boxy bro. Yeah. They look hard, don't yeah. they? They are fucking war, am I? Uh, the, the Contempt of Dreadnought's lovely. The rest mm-hmm. are a bit of a waste yeah, of time. Like, oh, no. time like. I don't know. I got a soft spot for boxy ones. Yeah, I think. Come on, but Jamie, it, you're you're as old as me. You remember? I know. Yeah. That, that that metal one when it first came out, like Beyond the Fell Handed, and that Blood Angels one in 1993 or mm. something. Your mind was fucking blown, and surely it's still got a bit of a. It's there's a there's a little ember of love in there for those box dreads. Uh, I mean, in a way, I just look at them and I just think they look. They don't look cool. No, they don't. They don't look sleek. They don't look like. Machines of war. They're a tank on legs. That thousand suns dreadnought is absolutely gorgeous. That box one. Nah, I'm just not with it. I'm sorry. Like I just, I don't remember ever really liking them. I remember looking. They just look. They look like they make funny noises when they walk and that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, they look like comedy noises. I do not even it looks like a walking tomb of a fucking dead marine. Like it looks actually like a dreadnought, and the other ones like the contemptors and stuff. I'll give you this. It's better than like it's better than the Grey Knight and whatever. It's a walking sarcophagus, isn't it? They've almost like a fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think if they played up that part of it, that would be really good. And and because you used to be able to get one where it was you could see the 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 skeleton in it mm-hmm. in the in the front. That would have been mint if you could like like a see through section in the middle where there's this you know little bit of skull or whatever like that'd be mint but yeah. you, you want like an Invicta War suit that's what you like in it Jamie <laughs> alright that's it like that's exactly it yeah. <laughs> is that that yeah. fucking dreadnought with a roll cage on it fuck yeah. off yeah <laughs> fuck off I, I, it is bollocks that in it yeah I mean you know what also blows my mind about the, the Primaris stuff right it's been out long enough now where's all the Primaris vehicles because you've got a, yeah they've still got a, they've not phased out the original plastics have they that, they're still you're driving around in rhinos, you get a Primaris that's foot in a fucking rhino. So I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you so, could, so what is that? There's predators, land raiders, and rhinos and dreads. That's it, isn't it. Which all need. Well, you get all, make all the different ones, all the different tanks that have got yeah, the rhino yeah. chassis Indicators, on them. Indicators, yeah. all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the regular marines, you wouldn't fit ten of them in a rhino anyway. No, no, no. Yeah, why break? But I'm just surprises me they haven't brought out a proper range of Primaris vehicles and the fact that they haven't done it yet means I'm wondering whether they ever will mm. yeah I don't think they will because I think they're going to shrink everything down I don't think I think they're waiting on redoing the aspect warriors as well I don't think they're going to bring them all back out like I don't think they'll redo water spiders because like it, it's there's too there's too much in there in one codex I think they're going to try and squash it all down me really like if you look really? at if you look at Thousand Suns and stuff like that and Harlequins all the newer ranges there's not a lot of 
actual models, uh, no, not models, like entries kind yeah. of thing into each codex. So I think they're just going to squash it all down anyway. And then if you do want, like, a, say you've got the Chaos book and you do want some special stuff, that's where you get your Thousand Suns or your Death Guard. And they've got limited options. They haven't got everything in the Chaos Codex, so they're just going to squish stuff down. Yeah. I think they will go to less options. I agree with that. They'd still have to have, um, if you think about it, the, I mean, I suppose at present, you'd still have to have all the normal scale Predators and shit because Chaos Space Marines were Space Marines before Primaris. So unless they completely retcon the last 10,000 years, Chaos Space Marines are still mini-Marines and their tanks would have to still be mini-mini-tanks. You know what, though? They're not. I mean, all you need to do is look at the Death Guard minis from... Yeah, they're massive, aren't they? They are way bigger than a regular... They're pretty much Primaris size. So what they've been doing with the new Chaos Space Marines is just making them bigger on the sly. Yeah. Though they are them Alpha Legion ones that I've got, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're heroic scale, aren't they? They're not fucking... Tw- the longer. Yeah. The limbs are yeah. bigger and stuff like that. The, the, mm-hmm. What would it... Like, properly, like, um, sized. I don't know what the word Scale- would be. Yeah, scaled. You look like a human in a, like, a thing instead of, like, a little dwarf dude in a, <laughs> yeah. in a suit of armour. Yeah, they are a bit more. Yeah, those true scale marines always look good, That's man. It. Every time someone true scales something, it always Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise how chibi the old marines looked until you see a primary. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Get big shoulder pads and get massive heat. But I think introducing primaries at a different scale, they're kind of, like... Um, shot themselves in the foot a little bit because of all the other models in the range that are smaller scale. It's like you've, there's no good way to really change the, the look of a Space Marine because you've just got so much to deal with. I think the way they've done it is, and I don't use this word very often with GW, but it was genius, really, what they did. <laughs> what, what other way could they do it, you know? The, the other option was just to say we're making Marines bigger because the Marines, the models have been around a long time. We're just going to bring out some new ones. Yeah. Play with the old ones if you want. But here's a proper size one. But they knew that the neckbeards would just unite and take over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they couldn't do it. So that's why they had to make up all this stupid backstory. Yeah. It is stupid. Everyone's bought into it, though, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's why it's genius. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's bloody loving it. Can we run through what is the backstory of the Primaris Marines coming into play? Is it even worth it? <laughs> I think I've I've I read it and I've literally forgot it because it's just so shit. It's something to do with that Belisarius Cole guy and Robert oh, yeah. Gilliman. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know, it's one of the things where they're like, oh yeah, this has been planned for ages, and I'm like, yeah, but has it though? Like, yeah. Basically, he's been tinkering away for 10,000 years, and then all of a sudden... That's it. I, all of a sudden just says, oh look, I've made Marines bigger. Yeah. All right, champion line, hi, brilliant. Just inside that new range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good timing, mate, nice one. <laughs> I don't understand why it would be such a problem, because GW, the redo models every now and then, so... You know, Oak Boys used to be a certain way, and then they re-released what what I call newer ones, even though they've been around donkeys, and they might produce some new ones. So we're going to get new guard minis. Like ranges are like renewed and rejigged over time. I just don't understand why they didn't just bring out Primaris Marines. And well, I guess I do because I know the the outrage. But GW could handle it, man. Just went, nah, here it is. Yeah, that's the with Warhammer Fantasy Battles and Age of Sigma. It's not that big of a deal, is it? Like everyone fucking flipped the lid when. Uh... The, did we did the base sizes, um, yeah. and half of us forgot about it. So it's not that big of a deal, no, is people it? Forget. I mean, people want to play and they want to paint models. And if it, if a fucking base size changes, you know, the scale changes a little bit over time. People they'll fucking flip the lid for like ten minutes. They'll go onto what's it, Bolter and Chainsaw or some yeah. shit like that. Have a moan about it, a proper entitled <laughs> moan. And then within ten minutes, they'll yeah. fucking forget about it. And then they'll yeah. they'll be just be doing the same as everyone else. Truth. And the th- and there's not a problem with it because. 
the Primaris Marines do look better, and there's no denying that at all. So if you if you if they did what Jamie said and they just like did said, said all right, we're doing away with them. You can still play with your old ones if you want, and then if you and then you play the do the Primaris Marines and you'd be like, my Marines look, my army looks fucking shit, <laughs> and then you go you go on fucking Wailing Games and you'd get all the fucking Primaris Marines. Yeah, you fucking would, wouldn't you? If, if all your mates were playing Primaris and you're like, yeah, these look absolutely wank. On the little bases as well, and they've got the fucking thirty-two mil base. Like, yeah, bollocks to it. Like when they read when they read the Eldar jet bikes, they didn't go, oh, that's fucking shit. That I bought fucking sixteen of them because it looks sick. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking weird. I think part of the problem is they they don't want to make they kind of do want to make the old ones redundant because they want to bring out the new ones, but they don't. They can't come out and make them redundant. So they have to put that agency into the hands of the players. So the players will decide to field primaries because it's better for the game. Yeah, that's it. They, yeah, they will. The players will decide that the old marines are redundant, not GW. Mm-hmm. And when they stop selling as much, which they will over they time, will. I'm they sure the sales will. have already gone down. And then they'll be removed quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. The, the better stat lines, uh, you can get fucking. There's loads of different weapons on them. They, they, they are better, aren't they? I mean, f- yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Like old them. fuckers like us are still going to like our devastator squads and stuff like that. But if I was playing an Imperial force in 40k like Connor is I'd be fucking buying even though I might historically prefer my rose tinted glasses army I'm going to be buying Primaris because they look sick and yeah. they're fun as fuck to pain and they're good to game with so they are just going to phase them out because why would you not want to play with those my only problem is is the, is the stuff like Terminators and um, like assault troops not assault troops you know what I mean assault jump, jump guys where it's it's it'll be harder to like make them primary skill and they will just like fade away which is a bit of a shame because terminators and stuff like that they're like one of the things that Rory is cool about um imperium mm-hmm. army so which is a shame but it's just one of the things that i'll just have there to might be somewhere that's terminator ish like they might still do a bigger suit of, of army. they have that they have on there they got the aggressor squads and the, yeah. the uh i can't remember what the other guys are called I mean, that, that, troop guys. yeah that gravis armor is essentially just terminator that's, that's what it is isn't it oh, yeah right because yeah. it's a two plus save isn't it i mean of course it, yeah I mean, so, look, yeah which which is a shame yeah i think those aggressors look nice though the nice minis oh mate oh, the sick to pain uh the eradicator is fucking sick as well but it's just one of the things i guess, I guess chaos will still have them yeah, well, they've only Hopefully, just done anyway. them Chaos Terminators. I'm, I'm, I say only just done. Last, what, 18 months, maybe? So maybe it's one mm-hmm. of the things, if you want to play a uh, like an older school army, go with Chaos because it makes more sense because Chaos have kept mm-hmm. that Heresy era stuff, whereas the Imperium in the fluff are moving on and the, the, they're getting different yeah, stuff. Yeah, makes sense. So makes maybe. Sense. It does make sense in the fluff, but I don't know. That's cool. It's just It just makes me sad. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And I mean, how can you do Space Hulk with Primaris it fit in the fucking corridors, would they? Well, they'd be shit for the G-Steals. What the fuck is that a chance, would they? <laughs> well, unless they sort out... Which brings us round full circle, because unless they sort out the, the supply for the card stock and everything, they won't be doing games like that anymore. So if, if Curse City is an indicator for, any, for anything, it means that those games... We might have seen the uh, uh, the run on those games that might be ending now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So GW, they they don't make money off that off the card stock or even books. They just want to make minis. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they first of all. I didn't know they, I didn't know they didn't make money off books. No, that the rule yeah. books and shit like that. They 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 they're, they're a vehicle, aren't they, to sell the minis? They first and foremost a miniature game, like a miniature company. Uh, I thought they would have made money off it though, considering they're like what are they like fifty quid they, a book. They don't make them themselves, though, do they? They don't print all the books, not they get them this done in China. Yeah. 
they all the models yeah. are fucking stamped in Nottingham. They got full control over them. They get all the profits. But anything else, third party stuff, all your fucking dice, all your even 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 your paints to ah. some extent, maybe all that's yeah. coming in from somewhere else. They want to sell minis. That's where mm-hmm. they get the the lion's share of the profit because they when they sell a cursed city box set, it's they've got a they've got to charge that high price for it because the components are expensive for GW. Yeah. All them like floor tiles. I mean, stuff like they look amazing. All the Blackstone Fortress floor tiles. If you look anything like that, then yeah, they're going to look great. But stuff like that ain't going to come cheap, is it? No. So until they sort that out, which I think they will, and I think they'll have to, they'll they'll, they'll have to figure out a way around it. Whether it's a UK company mm-hmm. steps in, or whether they manage to get it cheaper from abroad, but they'll they'll definitely be rethinking what they're doing with boxes because of this Curse City. So Curse City, even though it's just one product. And it's 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 going to dictate what's going to happen with other products. Yeah, it's a sign of things to come, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. But I still think they will re uh, they will re release it at some point. I think they should. I think there's enough good minis in there that they would people yeah. would flock they for a second print. The they could. They could. Well, yeah. they might just release they the minis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they made they made turn like around and do that. do that. Yeah. Well, you know, just rebox them. They've still because like like you said, mate, they've, they've got full control over the minis. They can just press reprint on them anytime. Mm-hmm. Put them in a box with a with a piece of paper with Age of Sigmar rules. Yeah, for them. stat lines and bosh, the, yeah, bosh, done. Because that's a, that's what that's one. Of, in fairness, that's one of the clever things they've done with all the new releases. All them Underworlds kits, they've got Age of Sigmar stat lines. All the fucking like other box games and that, they're all stat lined up to just dump into Age of Sigmar games. Which I think that's yeah. a fucking great idea. I like the idea of like them being like bounty hunters in like Underworlds or mm. whatever, like you know, like the Necromunda style thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like loads of scope for shit like that, but yeah, I don't know. So, are you are you just playing any Age of Sigmar? Nah. We played uh, Underworlds while we were at work for a bit. Yeah, but yeah, we did. It yeah, just did. doesn't interest me Age of Sigmar. It's not. I don't. I don't mind the game. I've I've only played it a couple of times, but it's just one of them things. It's another skirmish game, and I've got a skirmish game, so I can't be asked buying a fucking three hundred quid army just to not use yeah. it. Like I don't use my. War I think that's stuff. it. We play. If we want to play skirmish, we'll play forty k because it's <laughs> very similar. Whereas if we want to play rank and flank, then we're going to pick up our eighth Ed, well, whatever Ed Warhammer arm is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not made of money, you know what I mean? Like, can't fucking spend 35 quid on an infantry box, that's like 200 points. Yeah, that you need about eight of to fucking play a game. Yeah. Yeah, that is the problem. But what the fantasy's always been the mass battle game, though, isn't it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I mean Palo playing like 1,600 yeah, points. Yeah, we've only got little armies, but I mean, in fairness, we're just starting up, aren't we? There's no fucking rush on this. Just paint up a few small armies, get get a few games in. It's just having a laugh, in it? Playing something different. It literally is an excuse to get curry, in it? So well, yeah, yeah, there is that. Awesome breakfast hammer. <laughs> <laughs> what armies have you been using, then? What have, what have you been fielding on the battlefield recently? Fuck, fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I played nearly, like, what is it, like seven months nah, or something? Well, last time me and Connor played was... Uh, what did we? What did we play? We played a bit of forty k, didn't we, in August last year before the the forty seventh lockdown, um, and then fuck all since then. Yeah. It was actually. I like that for this year. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know if any of you two have played it, but I like it. Me, really. I think it's pretty slick. Mm-hmm. No, I've not, I've not played. Yeah, I've not played it. Oh, ninth edition. Ah, I can't bear ninth edition. I think it's horrible. Oh, here we go. I want second edition. Where's no, the wandering no, no. ambles? I've played every edition, right, and. Ninth is the worst. <laughs> the worst edition. Oh, mate. What was the best edition? Um, to be honest, I, I, I think third is probably the best. Um, it's just, it's got a lot of creativity in it. It's the first time they really embraced the proper grimdark in third. And it's got a certain feel to it. A lot of the codexes are really good. 
Um, there's, there's a lot of freedom in designing your armies, whether that's your marine armies, your guard armies, your inquisitors, all this kind of stuff. Dude, the chaos so, armies in third edition were bonkers. Yeah, like in a, you know, there were really great armories and... and it was still at that time when they were producing rules for models that didn't exist, so you had to go away and like make them up, you know? Yeah, conversions and get all your bits Which, and stuff. Yeah. It was a Kipasha's dream third. And there was loads of mad army lists like Crute Mercenaries and um, Ulthway, uh Strike Forces and Steel Legion and um, Orc Speed Boys and all that. There was there was everything. So many different armies in thirds. It was it was unreal. Yeah, that Armageddon Codex was really good, man. They've got rules for hive gangers for use in 40k in Armageddon. Yeah, um, that is good, that isn't it? In my head, when I think of Warhammer, I only think of third. I, I can't picture what the other editions even look like. To be honest, I'm a bit uh, behind the times. I think. Yeah. I tell you what, my problem is with Ninth Thought because that that this is uh, this is how this started because I said Ninth was shit. So I feel like I have to explain why I think it's shit. It's it's the stratagems and the and the the special rules. Make it feel like Magic the Gathering to me. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, it's the combos. Yeah, the, yeah, there is like combo and stuff up, but I think from my point of view, I am fucking wank. I mean, you, you are, you've been playing games forever. You've got every, every fucking <laughs> game book of all time. So you've obviously got a head that understands these things, right? I'm assuming anyway. I am fucking thick. I cannot understand rules, and I don't say, I don't, I don't still come up. So for me, ninth is. While it's maybe not as immersive as some of the earlier ones, it's easy, and I, right. I can pick it up. I can play with Connor. We can have a laugh. We can get a bit of scran, and that's our fucking evening, and we're enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? And he doesn't have to spend forty-seven hours explaining to me what Miami does. That's the draw. I, I can totally see the appeal of of a game that's very that's got a a, a very gentle learning curve. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can totally see that. Um, but I, I think, if anything, my argument is that maybe ninth isn't simple enough. It's a, uh, it's for people who love to find loopholes and people who love to break the game because they can go like, oh well, it, well if I if I put this unit next to this unit and do this, I'm basically gonna nerf the game. Yeah, I yeah. That's my problem with it, not anything else. So, like, there's but there's two approaches, isn't there? There's the approach that me and Paolo have where we've got an understanding that we're not trying to take each other's head off. So then it's a sick game. Because it's that's easy, it. yeah. but then on the competitive side, that's what people want. They want to fucking nerf the game, so it gives it gives both um, approaches like uh, redility. Like uh, yeah, it, it, you can do both kind of things in the same game, as opposed to fifth, where it's like rules on rules on rules. Like even to the point where if my tank's got its ass shows you, it's different if you shoot at it. You know that kind of thing. So it just it, it gives you different things that you can expand on. I think you make a re- the, the the biggest point that you've made here, and the one I agree with is the game is what it is by picking who you play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I totally agree yeah. with that. But the way that the game is built dictates what how people will play it that you maybe haven't played with. So if you go down to your local GW or your games, um, you know what I mean, your games club or whatever, the game is built in a way that the person on the other side of the table to you has probably created some horrible nasty reddit list yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah definitely i think and it's it, just gonna stomp on you it's one of the things though, in the current era i don't think that happens as much because you've got things like facebook where you go oh are you in tonight and they'll go yeah yeah, yeah. so what kind of game do you want to play 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think there's that thing of like, oh, you meet some random sweaty dude at a fucking <laughs> dingy fanboy free, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna smash you with this towel list, and like, oh, I've got beastmen, I can't even fucking do anything. So it's just one of the things, and it like, it's yeah. the yeah. the the times have moved on where you can speak to people over like Facebook do any of you or whatever. Do any of you used to play any Magic the Gathering? Oh, mate. But you, do you know what it is? I right? do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So. Um, Obviously, the card game, and it's all about creating these combos and that. And the reason that I'm, I'm drawing the parallel between the two of them is I played a lot of Magic with a lot of people because I used to sell a lot of it. And it, Magic's one of those things where, um, you know, you can go online and read about what the best deck is and people just buy it. And when you see people playing it, you know what they've got. You're, oh, that's that deck that I've seen mm-hmm. online, right? And now 40K is getting like that. I've played with people who I wouldn't have said were competitive, and all of a sudden I'm going this army works pretty well, didn't it? How did you come up with this? And they just go, oh, no, I don't know. I just threw it together. And then I go, hang on. And I write the, the unit choices in the, the internet and it comes up as Tyranid competitive list. And it's like, oh, all right, okay. So basically what you've done is gone on Reddit, realised that if you give this army rule to your gene stealers and keep them next to your brood lords, they're going to get X amount of attacks and can move fucking three feet in turn one and get in a close combat with you. And you just think, right, that's that's boring. That's really boring. Have you heard about the leaf blower list, though? The the, fa- the famous fifth edition leaf blower. That was the easiest army to play ever, and it was just, it was one of the things where it was like some dude came up with it on Reddit. You, what you do is you put everything in transports, and then you win. <laughs> that was in fifth right. edition. Like, is that you know what, what I mean? that is? It's, it's, I've heard the name stuff, about yeah, loads. Blower, I've never yeah. really understood what it meant. There was a great height one, a space wolf one, an imperial guard one, and you could do it with a lot, a lot of different armies. But that's even easier because all you do is you put stuff in transports, and then you can't die. So it's one of the things, isn't it? It's like the, there's loopholes and uh, netlists every edition. So this edition's, I say this edition's not as bad for it because you have to have a little bit of skill um, with like t- <laughs> skill. I don't really know about skill, but there's, there's a timing kind of thing to it where you've got to, where you've got to have stuff in aura range and you know you've got to use these stratagems and shit um, as opposed to put all your shit in tanks and just winning automatically. That's which is what used to happen in 5th yeah. and 6th yeah. and stuff. I see what you're saying, yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, just to me, because just my personal experience is I've seen people fielding, ever more now that I see is people fielding very similar lists because the internet has informed you what the best way to, to run this army is. I think that Get goes these. back to your opponents, though, doesn't it? If you've got a drive to fucking beat your mate under any circumstances, then really... You, you're going to do it and you're going to go go online, you're going to get these lists and then you're going to fucking do the victory dance because you're just fucking downloading a netlist and beat your mate. But really, yeah. why Why would you fucking... If, you, if you're playing with people like that and you're playing with the wrong sort of people, if you just want a nice friendly game, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? A cup of tea and a fucking hobnob. It's... Yeah. Me and Con- that's not <laughs> something... Connor designs all his own lists and I design mine and he helps me tweak it a little bit. But we're just fucking... Is this going to work? Well, let's try it and have a go. We're just fucking. It's a lot more casual for us, isn't it? We don't. We're not gamers with a capital G. No, I love close. Like close games are my favorite thing. Where one one just one person just ekes it out. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's one of the things in it where you, it it just goes back to that where you've got to know who you play yeah. and you've got yeah. to know what their mindset is. But... If you're going to roll down to fucking element games on a Thursday night with your army, you know you're going to fucking get absolutely. You've got to be not asked yeah. about yeah. if you lose or not. Yeah. Definitely, you go, you go, you've got to be, you've got to be able to take it on the chin, and some sweaty is going to fucking <laughs> literally just destroy you on turn, alpha strike your turn one, because that that's probably what's going to happen. And 
on your head be it. If that's if you if you want to do it, then you've got to be willing to be take it on the chin, or you could just play your mate and say, "I'll just take what you want, have a bit of a laugh." And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's just different ways of playing, and people do play that. Um, that even with the mates, they play super competitively. I know my mate, the um, <coughs> the gas man, is um, him and his mates have got this thing where they all have to take the most fucking hardest army they could possibly can because that's the way their dynamic plays and that's the way they all of them all play the mm. all play 40k that's just how it is yeah it's, it's i suppose yeah if you if you're in that group and that that's the you know everyone's got their, their hands on the table going this is how we're doing it mm. then yeah i guess fair play but you're right it just comes back to what you're saying you're absolutely right it's about picking the right opponent in it about playing people Playing with people who want to play the way you play. That's it. It's like it's like mates in it in real life. Like you're not gonna like say you're not gonna like be mates with like a racist dude because it's just different in it. And it's the same here. Like you're not gonna be mates with people who don't share that same yeah. like yeah. yeah thing with you. I don't know. Uh, I just think I worry about what I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of is a young kid who maybe doesn't already have any mates who play Warhammer who's gone down to the local store. Bought his models and all that. He's putting his army together. Oh, for the stop first me there, time. Jamie, because there's no way he's buying an army. <laughs> <laughs> so end of end of end of thinking. I know what you mean. Yeah. No, I, yeah, he's just gonna get smashed and he's gonna fucking tell his mum and then his mum's gonna get bin it in it. So yeah. Either that or he's gonna. Go, I mean, he's gonna go on Facebook and he's gonna get that Reddit list at fucking eight this years old. And I'd love that. He's gonna I'd take that, that down to GW and absolutely fucking wipe the floor of him. Do you know what I mean? It could go either way these days. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just think, I think sometimes, and you know, if if whoever's listening to this, if your local GW is a cool GW, then fair play to you, you know what I mean? But I've been in a lot of GWs that have been very, that have had a very toxic environment, you know, with regards to gaming. I can imagine. I mean, even when me and so, Connor were used to play in GW, we'd play ourselves in a corner. You know what I mean? We'll find a dark corner. Play with yourself in the corner of GW. <laughs> yeah. That's we only read once quote. and we got bad. I can't, I can't, I can't think why. Do you guys, um, how much focus do you guys put on the narrative in your games? Do you produce battle reports after a match and things do like that? Fuck. No. <laughs> we, we like to spice it up in in like in the game like saying like oh this objective's like so and so and my guy's coming after that because he's fucking in. I don't know yeah, well, no shit like yeah. in the game we'll give it a bit of story well, won't we yeah it's one of the things though you've got to have time for it like we were gonna do like what, what is it called crusade. Uh, crusade, crusade crusade but we just didn't have the time for it in like COVID and stuff so well that's definitely something that, mm-hmm. that we will do in the future which has like a story element inbuilt which will be nice so we might we might do some things for like middle of crisis where we're doing like a bit more fluffy stuff but uh don't know. The, the the thing is for that though, it's like it's are people really asked about here and stuff like that. So that's why I'm blabbered about because if so, it's like someone telling you about the D and D character in it, it's like are you that asked about hearing about someone else's narrative campaign? Yeah, very true. Yeah, but I, I think you get a lot out of that side of things. You know, compared to like the stratagems and just kind of gaming the system. I am definitely more of a person who wants to get a good story out of a battle, and like you said, the good ones are the ones where it's a close call at the end, and you don't know, no one knows who's going to win until the last moment, kind of thing. Yeah, I love doing the whole narrative side of stuff. Uh, Yeah, I think I've always pushed for for narrative games where I can, and especially if I'm doing like an event where me and a couple of lads are going to Warhammer World for a couple of days, I'll like, all right, lads, you know what? I'll write a campaign. And, you know, just tell us what army you're taking and I'll, I'll weave it all together and I'll tell a little story and I'll be able to tell you what planet we're on and, you know, what we're doing and all that hoo-ha. And I just think it adds that extra extra level to it. 
Yeah. Especially when it's like, like say, four people. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we've got to play each other and stuff. I'd, I'd do rate that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so actually, leading on from that, um, I have got some units that are unpainted that I want to bring to scenarios to use. What would be a good method for batch getting them up to scratch? I'm thinking probably an undercoat and then maybe a contrast or something over the top. So let's talk a bit of practical hobby stuff. Yeah. What? How? How? How can I quickly get these unpainted minis ready to field? What are they? And cheaply. Night gaunts from Major Sigmar, but I gave them all las guns instead, oh, okay. so they're like dead guard or something. That's contrast central. Mm, that. Absolutely. Do a bit of grace here, undercoat, or if you can't be asked for grace here, it doesn't really matter. Just get something from Alfred's. Get, uh, get some fuck, but you want like um like a see not see through undercoat, but like a more paler undercoat, um and then fucking contrast them all, uh wash them and then base them and then if you want to do highlights and a dry brush, do that as well, and then that's literally it. And then you can go back to them if you if you'd like to. That's what I do for all my stuff. I think if something's ghostly or ethereal, it will suit that that less detailed look anyway, mm-hmm. won't it? That dry brushes, look. dry brushes are you mate for that, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, you got you. The GW actually do um, ethereal paints. Um, there's a couple of n- night gaunt blue and night gaunt green. I can't remember what the fucking called <laughs> some of some shit like that. But they they fucking look great over those night gaunt models. They they really do. If you get a really pale base on them um, and slap a look at that on, mate, fucking laughing. I think spend more time on your base than you do like than you than you think you're gonna do because the base really like it finishes it. The this model, is coming like, from the guy who never based a fucking Mate, model his entire life <laughs> until this until ninth edition came out. You'd never based anything. I know I've learned, but it does it's though. Amazing. And paint your rims as well. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Out. Paint your rims, boy. <laughs> I, I've I've got a guilty confession here because don't, you know what? please, Jamie. I don't even say <laughs> what I love on a base. Honestly, right, is just painted a flat color and and rim it black, and that's it. Knee knee grass, knee flock, knee knout, knee stones. Just a flat colour, like a, like a slab green yeah. or something. Yeah. No, no, you want it to look like Saddleworth more. <laughs> you got Heather on yours, haven't you? It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well good. No, because then we'll get round into this whole, how how busy does your base have to be? Oh, fucking hell, don't get yeah, started on that. I can sense that. this conversation coming. <laughs> oh. Yeah, another thing as well, like, that I, that I think, but don't make your base, like, the same colour as your model. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it looks a bit weird. Like, I did that by accident mm-hmm. with, with mine, so I had to redo them a little bit. But they just like it like it's like one thing then. But you kind of like even if you're doing what Jamie's doing, which I don't advise, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> make it like a like make it like contrasting colours or something like that. Just just so it pops. Yeah. If you've got a light model, do a dark base. If you've got a dark model, do a light base, and you get a bit of contrast between the two. I'll shock you here as well. What, I, what I've just bought for me, uh, me most recent models that I'm putting together. I'm putting together some space walls, right? So mini ones, you know, little chibi ones. So uh, bashing some of them together, and for bases, I've bought. 25 mil see-through plastic. They look good, them. They look fucking really good. I've seen a few heresy armors with those on. They look fucking great. I, I really like mm. them. And I just think, because uh, I'm I've got a bit OCD, so I get bothered. Like If I've done grass and I'm playing on a on a, uh, on a like a snow map, mm-hmm. I think, oh, what's, what's going on here? Do you know yeah, what I mean? It looks, it's yeah. messing with me head. But they'll match anywhere. They'll match any any board then. Especially if you're on those uh, those mouse map um, yeah, things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, look, they would look sick, to be fair. And because they're only they're only a little small, and then I don't have to worry about painting them. I don't have to worry about putting anything on them. They're, they're nice for sitting on buildings and stuff as well. One thing I would would think about on that one, mate, is be careful with your super glue because super glue does that mm. weird white mist thing. So if you fuck it up and put too much on, you're going to mist all your bases. 
Yeah. But just be yeah, good point yeah. actually, good point because the minute they're just they're assembled and everything, but they're they're placed they're on blue tack on the bases mm-hmm. until I glue them in. So I am gonna have to be careful with the glue. You're right. I didn't. You also think can't about that. put magnets on the bottom of them, which is annoying. Yeah, for transport. I like to magnetize my stuff for transport. Because yeah. you keep yours in a big, you really useful box, don't you? And you've got a magnetic strip in the top and bottom. That's the cool way to do it now, though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that is yeah. The, it's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, man. It's not as expensive, and I, I won't do it if I was on a bus, but I've got a car and stuff, so it's not as bad. I think, I think part of the reason it's become so popular recently is because GW models have become madder and madder. Yes, and you can't put and them you in can a fucking. It, nah, yeah. exactly what I was going to say, mate. You'd be snapping bits mm-hmm. off and tree branches and flowers and arms and talons and all that bullshit. Flip flams. Literally yeah. dripping yeah. in flim flams, and you try putting in one one of them into some corrugated form, and you yeah. you just you just you pulling out a handful of bits, aren't fucking, you? Fucking uh, like Felder and um, what's that other fucking bl- KR? They, they they cost you fifty quid for a fucking foam box for a terrorgeist. It's like fucking hell, man. Fifty quid for a load of foam. Sometimes you need it though if you're going on like a bus or something. Like imagine, like no. I, I could not imagine me mm-hmm. with my really useful box with like this heavy as fuck, like magnetic fucking plate of stealing. I'd be fucked. I, fe- I fell up the bus on bus steps about a million times. And imagine if I did it with like imagine like you did it with your army like, than Bolly's dudes army. in a box. Heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> know, yeah. Oh mate, that pyramid. It makes a good point though, doesn't it? Because. Have GW gone in this direction? That actually means transporting your army is really difficult. Yeah, it's. I mean, look at the size of that new giant. I mean, you'd need a fucking oh, a baby car seat to move that around. How are you going? How are you? How, how, <laughs> you're not going to be able to take that on the bus, are you? You need a fucking flimflam slipping off and all sorts. Yeah, that that new Bellacor Greater Demon. That's like some huge. You know, you need a car off just to put it yeah. in the boots, just to take it's it like somewhere. A, yeah, well, yeah, nah, to be fair, what you do, just don't put him on his base, and then he's about he's, he's about <laughs> half the size, now, so you can probably transport him. Ah. So what do you what do you think about um? This is a contentious one. What do you think about base and vehicles? Yeah, bikes and stuff. You need it, don't you? Because it. Yeah, but I'm talking about like rhinos and land raiders and shit. It's an old thing, that, isn't it? It's the people used to do yeah. that back in the day a lot. You'd get it on like a big piece of plastic card or a bit of MDF and it's a thing. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen people putting rhinos on these big, like, o- like you know, the huge oval bases, like the monster ones. Yeah, yeah. And actually, because the, the base, like the base and their infantry, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I've not got an issue. I think you like, if, you, if you're going to make a little uh, a little mini diorama out of it with some grass and stuff like that, then fucking do it. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. I do. I would do it for my flying vehicles, yeah. for like Eldar and stuff, just yeah. to not have the size them in a bit. Then, doesn't it? That's making me think the other way about not basing any minis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I seen a guy playing Epic, and um, he had all the little Epic rhinos and land raiders and all that, but they were on forty mil circle bases, and I thought actually it looked really tidy. Circle right. bases, or like oval. Right. Oh, yeah. right, weird. Because obviously in Epic you don't. Well, I'm talking about the first version of Epic, so like space. You've got two inches, right. but is it an inch between each model? So it's just like 40k, but scaled down, isn't it? Yeah. So you still got co- unit coherence, but you don't rank up your, your vehicles in Epic. Yeah. They've, they've got a little space between them, just like 40k. Mm. I thought it looked tidy, like looked nice. But they used to base the old Epic models, didn't they, back in the day, like a long time ago? I mean, it wasn't in the box. But you'd see people doing epic armies with with bases on the uh, land raiders and rhinos and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's where uh, that's where I'd seen people do, but new new armies, but doing it that old way with like yeah, putting them on bases. I think they looked really smart. Like I've seen some on square bases, some on circular bases. I think they look really good. Yeah, 
Jamie, what do you think about movement trays in 40k? I think, unfortunately, there's something that's becoming more and more necessary because of unit sizes. And I mean, look, if you're playing Tyranids and you're, and you're playing, I don't oh, know, 20, yeah. 20, 20 man strong uh, unit of pure strain gene stealers, who wants to move them <laughs> one by one? I wouldn't want to. And yeah, no. Especially when you've got a, if it's gene stealers, you've got to put them on the table and then just take them <laughs> off straight away, which is such a pain in the ass. But that's it. But I mean, anything where you've got really high model counts or I don't know Gretchen's or um, do you know what I mean like lots of cheap troops guardsmen or whatever I can totally see the, totally see the value in it um, of just putting them in, in five I was, I was literally thinking about doing it for my space marines just for ease of it <laughs> like I'm not even joking I want as less fucking pain in the ass as possible but if I'm playing like a 2000 point game units of five I can just put them on that you know like three at the front two at the back and then it's almost like I'm playing War of Fantasy Battles Well, I've again. seen... I saw a guy doing his Marine <laughs> Army, right? And he had... His Marine Army was on a base. And it was like a... It, the whole unit was on one base, right? That's mental. No, I... But get this right. So he'd, he'd styled it all out. It looked really good. So, like, two of them were running forward and one was, like, redoing his magazine. It looked, it looked cool, you know what I mean? But they were all fixed to this base. But then at the back, he just had a little... Um, he, he used a counter on it. So if one of them was dead, he would put a counter on. And he keep putting counters on until once they, once they were all dead he'd take the base off and I just thought ah, it's kind of like an old Kings of War type thing isn't it they, they did that yeah that stressed me out I think it looked really cool it, look, it looks it cool but until until I want to surround you with like a million art boys and then I'm like this shit is getting in the way man yeah, uh, yeah, I guess though. It's a skirmish yeah. game, isn't it? It's not a Frank and Flank game but, but in the 2000 point or 3000 point um, battle you're talking about who wants to move, you know, 30, 40, 50 models like each turn? And because the rules the way they are, you, your unit has to stay in coherency with each other anyway. It's not like you missile launch it and go wandering off on his own. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you should I, be I, able I do, to. I, I do like the idea of moving trays, but I, I, that thing about keeping them on with the counters does sound a bit alien to me. I get why they do it in rank and flank games, but mm. in a skirmish game. Because everything's like, um, it's I don't, know, I don't know what the word is, but it's like, three. it's not 3D. But like you can move more, kind of, there's more movement to it. You're not like stuck in the blocks. Yeah, so. I get it. But I, I think I think for certain armies there are necessary evil movement trays. I can totally see. I can t- definitely see why. And it surprised me that it took GW that long to bring out movement trays. If I'm honest, everyone else has been doing it for years, haven't they? But the other reason I like this counter idea was that your models stay on the table much longer. Your models that you've spent loads of time painting. I mean, we all know what what. Games of, G- uh, games of Warhammer like now, where you can put down your 10-man unit of whatever, and you take them off end of turn one, and you've spent bloody days or weeks or longer painting them, and they're yeah. on the table for four minutes. Devil's Advocate, though, if you're on the other side of the table, and like you, you say you've done your first shooting phase, and everything's still on the table, even though you've killed two units, you're like, oh. Doesn't we know, good, because does once you've destroyed the unit, the, the whole the whole unit's removed. Two, not two units, but like say you've killed, like I don't know, half of three units... Yeah, like, kind like, of thing. and it's like you're looking at the other dude's army like I've not killed anything but then you're like oh wait I have to count all these counters yeah, right. it's just I, more I, more things you should be maybe there's like a stratagem where you can remove the counters and it kills the unit or something I don't know more Magic the Gathering bullshit mm. but I guess yeah at that point you're starting to get into Apocalypse I've seen these guys playing Apocalypse when it first came out and um, like you know the newer one a couple of years ago and there was that many counters on the board I was like lads this is daft this like that new Apocalypse is apparently kind of cool. 
Well, it's it, more similar to what you were saying with the with, with you, you know like Kings of War where you're keeping your stuff yeah. on the table until the whole mm-hmm. thing gets killed, which does make sense for Apocalypse because it's not a lot of manoeuvring. You're just kind of fucking blasting each other from each side of the oh, table. Like, and yeah. if you look at the size of some of them blast markers and that, it's 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 ridiculous. It's like a pizza tray, isn't it? It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Silly. Yeah. So what do you think? All right, here's a good question. What do you think the perfect um, army size is for playing 40k points wise? Um. If I've got, so we've got like a day free. Well, we're just yeah, some don't worry about how long it takes. maybe even get some burritos <laughs> or something. Uh, so we've got all day, right? Yeah, get to Palos in the morning. Breakfast is on. Boom, cup of tea. Uh, so I'm thinking, amazing. One thousand five hundred points if we want to do a big game. So, but what 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 points get you get you the best kind of experience from the game? You think fifteen hundred points is the sweet? Yeah, man. On that on that new um, table that GW have, what's the table size? I don't know. Forty six by sixty or something. Forty four by sixty. That one on fifteen hundred points with the current point levels is pretty sweet. Yeah. What about you? Right, part of my worry is that the the current ninth edition doesn't support small games. So I played a few five six hundred point games and they don't play very well. No, no, five hundred points is really weird with this new edition. A thousand points is good, um, fifteen hundred points is good, but anything lower than a thousand points, it gets weird. I don't know why. I, it's it's just an odd thing where like the games go too fast. It's like almost like a two turn game. because yeah. things die a lot quicker, don't they? I mean, there's a lot of strong, a lot of strong weaponry, especially in the new primary armies, that things will get taken off really quickly. So then you've, you've got to get into terrain and stuff, aren't you? About fifteen hundred points is probably about right because you don't get bored after a couple of hours either. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. It's, it's rapid fire enough to get enough to get something out of it. It's two without... hours in it as well. So yeah, even if yeah. even if like someone gets their army taken off, you like that was like an hour. Do you want a re-rack? You can you can get another game in, can't you? Mm-hmm. More yeah. than we likely. did that, didn't we? The yeah, first exactly, time we played, yeah. we got two in back to back in about three hours, maybe, uh, and it was fun as fuck and. I've I've never thought that about what up to this point I've never really enjoyed the 40k that much I like painting stuff but I'm not that that much of a gamer whereas to actually just think well I've just finished the game fuck it let's go in for another game that's that's rare and I think that that's that's quite good they have sped it up like I mean it, mm. to give to give ninth its its credit where it's due it has made the game a lot more streamlined so you can bash out a 1500 point game in in I don't know a couple of hours do you know what I mean. I think uh, the only problem I, I have with Ninth Edition though is it can be too quick sometimes because everything dies like rapid. Do you know so what? So you've got to have what? terrain and stuff. Aye, and a lot aye. of people can't afford terrain. Terrain's like it's expensive if unless you know how to make it. Then you've got to put a lot put you've got to put a lot of time in it. Yeah, yeah. There's two two points I want to make there. The first is I think armies close with each other too quickly. It's because the boards are fucking small and yeah. everything moves yeah. rapid, doesn't it? So I think that. You should have at least a turn. Maybe the second turn, you should still be manoeuvring and kind of trying to like outsmart your opponent or circle them or doing whatever. Whereas, to be honest, a lot of armies can close turn one. Do you know what I mean? Dude, I mean? My, the Harlequins and stuff like that, it's just, there's no point really playing sometimes. Yeah. And the, the second one is with terrain, I think it, you make a solid point. Why don't GW do more terrain? It's I, you know what if GW did more terrain I don't, I wouldn't even buy it it'll be too expensive it'll be expensive and you've got you've got to pay it and build it yourself as well from you, like from scratch you kind of say that though because that you know they make titans do you know what I mean so people will buy it if they want to buy it oh no sorry yeah I meant for just for me I don't think yeah. I would yeah. but yeah like they did with like Necromunda terrain and stuff which looks pretty sweet but it, GW terrains like it looks cool but when you play in a game it, it's such a pain in the ass because everything's got like little see through. Like, 
you know, like see-through things, so uh, you can shoot. You, you can shoot. Yeah. You can shoot through about forty buildings and still get clear in a line of sight sometimes because there's like holes and everything. Yeah, they changed which, that which in one edition, fine. didn't they? Seventh or whatever in the mid. Basically, even if there was a window, you couldn't shoot through scenery and all that. But, I think it's a bit better now. I think I think in this one you can only shoot. You can't shoot through buildings unless you're in them, which yeah, that's which is okay. Bit, but then again, yeah. it's it's one of the things where it's not really realistic. But it makes that GW terrain useful, I guess. I just think GW have never really got the terrain right. I don't think they've ever really done it properly. It's either really massive pieces of terrain that will cost you 60 quid and not that useful, or, oh, that's it, really. There's, yeah, there's no real... There's nothing <laughs> in between, is there? They are pretty, that, though. Yeah, that, that 40k in Necromunda stuff that you can basically build Sector Imperialis, whatever it's called... Fucking great. It looks amazing. Yeah. Could I be arse painting it all? Probably not. Mm. It's too much, isn't it? It's too it's, much. It is a lot, yeah. I mean, we play on old school, um, what's it called? Polystyrene rocks and stuff like that. You know, like proper like second edition yeah. stuff. And we've got like a great. couple of big buildings. I and mean, we've got that, you know, that nice uh, church, that broken church that DW did like ages ago. Oh, with, like, God the God Moore. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. We, we nicked it from Warhammer Day. I mean, uh, we I, I, I got it from Warhammer Day ages ago. <laughs> But to me, why have they never done Xenos terrain? Why can't you get Eldar terrain, Orc terrain? You know, it just seems some. Everybody else makes that, don't they? Fucking everyone's doing it, doing it. Just it just blows my mind. They have done it a couple of times, but it's all them fucking fortification yeah. things, isn't it? You've yeah. got to pay like a million points to. Oh, fortifications is mental to me. You've but... got to pay points to have the board even more crowded. That sounds shit. I can see the value of it for certain armies, though, where you've got to hide behind a wall. Because it's what I was saying. Yeah, well, just that's just do yes. better terrain. I think, they, I think they need to do yeah. better terrain. Don't have to buy it. It blows in. my mind that you know it's plastic, so they could make it all in house, but they just never seem to have been asked about making terrain. There is a few good things. I was looking on the GW web store. They've got some good um, industrial kind of mechanicum type stuff, like big drills and cranes mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But as you said, a lot of it is they're up on stilts. So if you've got two minis, they can see underneath the terrain at each other. So it's like, why is this even on the board? Because it's it's, it's above all the minis. Yeah, it looks great, but is it is it practical? Like Connor said, like it's probably not that practical to play a, a game of forty forty k on Necromunda. Yeah, probably That's absolutely. Age of Sigmar would be good as well because there's not not really a lot of shooting. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's it. If it was all close combat, it'd probably a lot better, wouldn't it? But you know, you get like the catwalks and the little walkways and ladders and stairs mm-hmm. and stuff. That's all proper cool. But if you if you got like a rank and flank game, like you're saying, then it's it's all worthless. You want a game where the minis can all move around independent of each other and like jumping off catwalks and through windows and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's I it. Think terrain, terrain's hard in game in 40k anyway because there's stuff like Eldar and then. You know, Tau, which just straight up ignore the terrain, and then you've got Space <laughs> Marines who will will struggle with it because you know they're all foot slogging and stuff. So I think it's one of the things where it's hard to get right anyway. You know, rules wise, and then obviously model wise as well, because that yeah. it does come into the rules when when you've got like models and stuff of terrain. I think that does fall down sometimes as well with who you play against, because you can. We what we'll do is we'll set up a battlefield that has a narrative to it. So nice. it'll fit with the missions. So what we'll do is is that whereas other people might just think, well, I'm going to put six pieces of scenery down, one in each quadrant, and then, do you know what I mean? I think with scenery, it does matter who you're playing against as well, just as much as the army selection. Yeah, Yeah. so like what we used to do is, uh, well, we still do, but we haven't done it in a while, is like, you, say you have like a city 
and then you'll have like a little uh, like a park or some trees next to it. So like all the objectives are in the city, and then there's like one special objective in like the you know in, like the woods or like the open area. So there's like you know that that's risky to get, but that's what you want. So you know there's stuff like that where there's like it's like a carrot and a stick kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. make your objectives around your terrain. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. Definitely makes it's like that. It's, it brings it back to real life warfare where like you know there's there's like strategic points on the battlefield or whatever, and if you control that kind of area. It's you know you have a more powerful like stance in the battle. Right, dawn of war, mate. Just trying dawn to bring it back a bit. New yeah, new question, it. right? Fire this one at you. If GW brought something out tomorrow, anything of your choosing, what would it be? Wide open. What what would you be like? Oh yes, that that is that's mint. That's what I've always wanted. Orcs with bigger asses. <laughs> they're, thick, they're thick enough. Don't do that to them. It's yeah. unfair. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. though, re- re- reader made orcs would like tickle my fancy quite a bit without the thought pose or whatever it is. So if if, G- <laughs> right, if GW could do anything, you just want them to redo Orc Boys? No, nah, no. Nah, what I want is, oh, I don't know. That's a fucking hard question. That. Well, I mean, do you want to, do you want to see a new race? Do you want to see new vehicles, flyers? Do you want a new character? Do you want to like? Do you know what I mean? Do you want to see uh, uh, another demon Primarch or? Like another actual Primarch? Do you want a Lehman Rust? Do you like what? Would you? I want. Uh, I want them to just to redo Aspect Warriors and re- I don't want any new things. Oh, I want right, them to okay. just go back to all things right, and touch right, them up, okay. man. Because it's, it's so much shit already. Just mm-hmm. like chill for a minute and just go back to stuff that you want to redo and then get rid of the stuff that you don't want to redo. GW been bad at getting rid of stuff though. Traditionally, they don't really get rid no, of I, stuff. I agree. No. There's still models around from the fucking nineties, isn't all, there? All the fucking aspect warriors, bar maybe a couple, are from the nineties. That's shit. Yeah, I mean the aspect warriors have been that way for a long time. I must admit, and the guardians, that those guardians, that's the only guardian kit there's ever been in in that in full plastic, isn't it? Yeah, same with the, a lot of the vehicles. I think I, I, I know the the fire prism and the night spinner are a little bit new, but like the ray yeah, flood, yeah. the ray flood, which does still look great, and all the. All the vehicles from the Eldar range still do look amazing, but the fine cast aspect warriors, have t- and even like the, uh, like obviously the uh, Autark on like the uh, jet bike and stuff have still like they're all right, but they're just not what it is today. Imagine the, them next to a fucking primary. So you don't want another new army. Yeah. You just want them to sort out the old ones. Yeah, but if there was a new army, I'd want them to do squats, obviously. I, I see it coming, nice. man. I see it coming. Yeah, def. They've been t- they've been t- testing the waters with. The, like the squad yeah. bounty hunters, aren't they? And they've been dropping little fucking hints here and there. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. That it's I think if it wasn't happen. for COVID, we'd have seen that already. So I, I think we'll see. I think we'll see that either maybe later this year or next year. I think we'll see squads. I'd love to see them do um, different Imperial Guard planets, like new Talons, new Valhallans, new Mordian Iron Guard. You know, make, yeah. make the Imperial yeah. Guard like they used to be, where you've got these different regiments from different planets. Proper flavour, rather than just yeah. 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 endless Cadian. They just, they just, redone, they just redone the Cadian, like, upgrade sprue. That's, that annoyed me, when they did that, like, was, an upgrade I was just about to ask you about that. Yeah. pissed me off that. Yeah. Just what you want no, no, more it's not even that. They didn't redo the kit, they just upgraded it, so you've got to buy the kit and then spend another 25 quid to upgrade it, mm. where it looks pretty much the same. To what? Well, they're all those new heads, I mean, fair enough, they're cool. But I just don't understand why they don't just do a sprue of ten of those heads with the gas max on, because everybody's going to want them. So you're going to have mm-hmm. bit stores and that on eBay or private sellers or whatever selling, you know, ten of those heads for I don't know, ten or something ridiculous, and you can be able to pick the rest up for pennies because everybody wants the and there's only one on each one of that gas gas mask on each sprue. It's going to be like trying to get hold of old Mark Six heads, like back in the day, you know? Yeah, all them Yum Gal, um, Jean Steeler heads, you know, the Cthulhu fucking tentacles. You only get one per fucking sprue, don't you? And yeah. they were always the best. 
They should they should lean more heavily into that kind of World War One aesthetic for the guard, big trench coats and Prussian helmets and sashes and epaulettes and that kind of thing. Well, they're, they're redoing Krieg, exactly, aren't they? Yeah. I thought that was the whole point in that. So that's all them. They're getting rejigged for. Well, I would imagine plastics. they'll get plastics. Yeah. I mean, that makes yeah. sense because it doesn't make any sense to me to keep doing Cadian stuff. Yeah, it's like we were saying. Cadian, it, yeah. I think Cadian stuff would be more iconic if they'd stopped doing it. You know, the fact that they're still doing it means that, well, no one cares about them anymore. But if, you, if you'd stopped when they were at their peak, then they would be as iconic as, as guardsmen go, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point, actually, because, yeah. You... I think that the, 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 guard, the guard range was, was due a rejig. It definitely is. But to just bring out upgrades for Cadians, I think, is lazy. It's definitely, man. Definitely. Considering they just brought all those old gaunt ghosts as well. That look amazing. Mm. I can take a leave them, mate. Really? I think they look cool. Too much scenery? It's, it's one of the... I like them. I like them. Yeah, it is too much scenery. But I get I get that for them, though. Because they're not... Um, like, the thing that annoys me about scenery with like a big model, it's like, how much more money is that? That's just money, that. It look, it makes it look worse, and it's money, and you've got to cut that thing around. Yeah, for them, yeah. it's just like it's just like tree branches and stuff like that, which I don't mind, and it adds to them as well. Someone, I, someone, I jump, someone jumping off a fucking half broken building doesn't add anything to it, but like a little sniper peering through like a little gap in a tree, it to me it does add stuff. It's a mini narrative, isn't it, as to what the models actually? I suppose just do. anyone can jump off yeah. a rock. Yeah. I can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but then my problem is I'm making the narrative myself with my minis. I, I've come here to make my narrative, and if I've been sold a mini that's already got a narrative on the base that doesn't add up with what I want to do. But, it, then... but to be fair, though, it is Gaunt's Ghost, so it yeah, does have a narrative. If you're going to be yeah, buying Gaunt's yeah. Ghost, yeah, they are going to be in a swamp shooting fucking chaos people. Yeah. Mm. Hmm, what else do we want to see that's new? I'm going to go against fucking Connor. Um... I, I want a fucking new army, right? I don't. I'm not. I, I know squats is going to happen anyway, but I've always, always had a soft spot since I read about them for the lock saddle. You know the um, weird lizard guys from um, that Dan Abnett created. They're like fucking bounty hunter mercenaries. Yeah. Um, are the fucking cool? They're absolute bastards. Um, I just think the mint, and I just think a little army, or even just a a mercenary force that you can tag onto something else of them. I think it like. I'm really surprised they haven't done a mercenary codex. And, and done some new models, put crew Crude. in, maybe put you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff in it. Anything that you can just tag on to other armies. You know, Orc Freebooters, stuff you know, like you that. Know what? You know? They could have used all the models in Blackstone Fortress. They could have done a codex with just those models and you don't dump it into 40k because every single one of them is a yeah. fucking mercenary in yeah. their own way. And you've got crew in there, you've got fucking robots, you've got um, that, fl- is it a flasket or a Freebooter? Freebooter. Um, you've got a fucking... Rattlings. Rattlings in there, yeah. You've got fucking, yeah, you could do all that sort of shit. Just drop them in 40k yeah. party time, but I don't think they did. did, I did they? The Blackstone Fortress models not get 40k rules, did they not? I don't know whether they did. The um, the ones that they released, you know, the one with the Galapox infected, and they, they yeah. did the, uh, Lucidian Star Striders, yeah, yeah, that's they were fucking they were shit sweet. in 40k. I played, I put them in me 40k games so much, <laughs> and I just had to stop putting them in because they all were rubbish. <laughs> But the, ruler kill, mate. Ruler no, kill. the great, the great and kill team. No, the great and kill team. But in forty k, they just stank. They absolutely stank. <laughs> they were awful. They all had like five plus saves and one wound. They were just rubbish. Tell you what, we say for new army, right? Do you know those arachnid dudes in like the hor- the fir- first couple of Horus Heresy book? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Where it all kicks they, off on the spider planet. On murder. On murder. Yeah, that'd be yeah. sick. 
they were hard as fuck in the book. Yeah, they were they're fucking nails, weren't they? They'd, they'd be different as well. My, my beef with squats is they'd just be the same as Imperial Guard. And I don't think they would. I think they'll lean heavily. We've had this conversation yeah, before. Yeah, I think they'll we? lean heavily into the mining aesthetic and, and they'll go that way with them. It's not the aesthetic I'm bothered about, it's the playstyle. Well, originally they were on bikes and stuff. They were mostly, um, well, a lot of them were heavy relying on bikes and yeah. stuff like that, weren't they? Like mechanised. So, I mean, it would. I think they probably would play quite different to guard because um, he did back in the day. Yeah, I think I they'd know, be much maybe. more mechanised, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds like Gene's still a cult low over and over again. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. What about um, Eldar Exodites? That's something that oh, I thought we would have seen already. Fucking hell. Imagine that. Eldar and dinosaurs. Who doesn't want that? Who? Yeah. Who fucking? They've got again. Though they've got to make it different. Well, yeah, but you just you make it part of the Eldar army, don't you? So you put them in if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True. If you want to do your army down that Exodite route, you can't. I so like the way they did with the Yunari at the end of Seventh Ed. No, I don't see what you're saying. But then, then you you got to have different. It's like a different aesthetic, though, isn't it? You got to have different guardians and different phases and stuff because it's like they're, they're as different to Eldar Craftworlds as Dark Eldar are. It'd be a different army It'd be. A f- I mean you could drop it into your Eldar you could drop it into a normal Eldar or a Dark Eldar army but it would have to be its own self-contained it'd have to have its own troops its own rules its own, do you know what I mean you wouldn't just so, so, like put in a dinosaur as a, as a fucking wave serpent it'd have to be totally totally its own thing but it, it just surprises amazing. me that the Exodites have been in the Warhammer 40k fluff forever and have mm-hmm. never been never been made. No, never, never. And there's not a lot of things that exist that haven't had models. You know. Talk to us a little bit about those exodites. What are they? What what makes them different to a craft world Eldar? Uh, they live on. Um, they they're basically backwards Eldar, aren't they? They're like they, they don't have much technology. They ride around on dinosaurs. Um, that's basically it. Isn't it yeah, really? it's the, the Eldar. <laughs> yeah, the Eldar who yeah, had yeah. forsaken the um, the life of the kind of high technology and all this kind of, almost like Eldar Mormons, aren't they? The kind mm. of... Yeah, exactly, yeah. They, they, they decided to eschew all yeah. of that that stuff that was the, the decadence and they went to go and live on, like, you know, the maiden worlds and, and harvest dinosaurs and shit so that when the fall of the Eldar happened, they weren't, they weren't, they didn't have a problem, you know what I mean? Slanesh didn't it's come like, from It's like wood elves. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's Eldar yeah, wood elves. Wood elves yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, totally, yeah. 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 Amazing. See, there's so much cool different ways you can approach existing armies like that. They should do something. They should just twist the um, theme on every army that exists already and just make a new kind of version of them, like Exodus. My problem with that is, though, they need to sort out the father army or mother army of that first. Eldar. Because, like, Tyranids, Tyranids need to get the shit sorted. Necrons had the right. shit sorted, right. and it's fucking awesome. Uh, who else needs to get the shit sorted? What? Sisters are getting it at the moment. What's wrong with the Tyranid army? It's just shit. It doesn't work in game. Like, uh, this, this, it, yeah, it just doesn't work. Oh, you mean competitively? Not competitive. Even, even like uh, narratively, like you were saying before, it's it, it's too much. It's too many models. They need to sort that out. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I'm hanging off. I've still got a few tyrannies knocking around because uh, me and Connor were. This is like going back years. Um, I was planning on messing around with some tyrannies, and I just couldn't face doing thirty thousand fucking gaunts. Do you know what I mean? It's it doesn't. <laughs> it's not a good. It, it doesn't make you want to play them. It doesn't make you want to paint them. It's so the the, the shit. They're hard to do and they're expensive. So it's just like a trifecta of like I'm not even can't I can't be asked mm-hmm. in this army. Yeah, Same with you, like orcs as you well. Can, you can do a tyranny army and just go big monsters though, right? You can just do carnifexes and shit. I, That's shit as well though, and it, and it's one of the things well that that wouldn't be fun for anyone because it's shit. And like if you per, other person doesn't bring any anti tank, like what the fuck are they supposed to do? Mm. Tyranids are hard, aren't they? Because there's you need like a balance of like the gaunts 
being shit on oh, I don't know it's just weird isn't it because the monsters need to be good without being too good yeah. and then yeah. you can't have as many gaunts as you want because otherwise that would be OP kind they'd of have thing. to make the gaunts better and make the model count less what I, I think. think they should do is do none of that but have them recycle so, you, so instead of having 120 guys you've got 40 guys but when they die they just come back and come back and oh, come like back. without, without so number. like a swarm yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know Hire me for reals, GW. <laughs> um, all right, okay, new topic, right? So I was reading Ayaterra Fanzine issue one, right? And um, reading the interview with the, the guys in the Great Rift and um, made us think about Warhammer fiction and Warhammer 40k fiction. That Do you read a lot of it? Have you read anything recently? Do you read the new stuff, the old stuff? Tell, tell me where you're at with Warhammer fiction. Um, I've uh, fucking both, really. Um, I've, I've kind of given up on heresy. I've not read anything for that for ages got right. a full burnout on that one but i read a lot of um the warhammer old world fantasy um working my way through like the chronicles um odd books here and there even the ones going back to like the yellow late 80s mm-hmm. when it came out just all of it really um picking and choosing and same with the 40k stuff uh, was, a lot of it's just fucking space marines running around shooting shit and that is dull as fuck but when you get stuff like gaunt's ghosts that really fucking turn that on its head um then yeah, I'll, I'll I love it. Absolutely love Warhammer fiction, mate. Mm. Uh, do you know I've never read Gorn's Ghosts? I think I haven't either. The, the, I reckon you did. What about you, Enners? Have you have you given him a go? Yeah, I read um, I read the first one, but this was I mean this was when Dawn of War Winter Assault was coming out. This was like years and years ago, so I don't yeah. really remember. But the Gorn's Ghosts mm-hmm. stuff, man, it's more it's more like a, a distant memory to me now. It's oh, my worry play. is it's just going to feel a bit like sharp. Does it feel a bit like sharp? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's basic. It is essentially. That's one of the um, criticisms laid out. Is it essentially is sharp set in the 40k universe. But even for that, it's it's fucking great. It's real. I mean, Dan Abner is is a good. It's one of who's the better. That, who's that commissar? That's essentially just um, Flashman. <gasps> There's a 40k Flashman. I'm on board with this. Essentially, yeah. Oh I've forgotten God. his name, but he's he's got a whole load of. Um, uh, bloody novels, Annie, where he gets into scripts and ends up like being a hero, but he's not a hero. Oh, basically. oh, Ephras, not Ephras. Is um, it Cain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cyphus. Is it Cyphus? Cyphus Cain. Cain, and it's. I don't know, oh, but anyway, you know who I mean. And that that put me off reading him as well because I just thought, you know, I don't need a you know a forty k Flashman or a forty k Sharp or whatever. Like I I started reading the Horus Heresy books when they came out and. I've only read about eight of them. Uh, I, there's no way I can get through the rest of them. Uh, it's just got, too many. You've got a mountain ahead of you there. There is a lot, yeah. It's, you start fucking... Yeah, you start spinning out after a bit. And, it's just and like, who, know, yeah. who knows Who knows why they, Why did they go to Siege of Terror? They just changed the name and they just kept bringing out Horus Heresy books. I was like, what? what is that about? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, they've got gold spines now and it's... Easy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. It could have just carried on as being... Just to make it a bit more special, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but well, you know, they're, they're no more expensive. They've just got a different cover and a different title. Well, they're, they're padding. I think they've done, almost done now on the Siege of Terror. I've not read any of them, to be honest with you. Um, I think McGreevy's your man for that. But, um, yeah, I think I'm way behind on, on the Horus Heresy ones. The books I want to read the most is that um, Eisenhorn. Oh, oh mate, great. fucking you know, brilliant. I, I get t- told a lot to read that because I'm all about the Inquisitor side of 40K. I really love that it's, whole that whole. Dan side. Abner again, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking... Yeah, it's, Eisenhorn and Ravenna are both fucking brilliant. And in fairness, that um, I've not read the new one, but the Big Quinn, the, the third start of the third trilogy, is fucking insane as well. Cool. It's they're so meant, good. They meant to have um, made some sort of tentative deal about a TV show, didn't they, for Eisenhorn? 
Yeah, yeah. Some, someone posted that on Twitter um, about what might happen and stuff. But yeah, a, yeah, that's supposed to be a thing. But I've, I've not heard anything actually concrete about whether it's no. going to happen. I think Brendan mentioned it actually quite a while ago, before Christmas at least. I remember reading about it, um, maybe it was last year or the year before, that there was kind of talks had been opened about doing a, a 40k TV show based on those the Eisenhorn novel, which would make a great TV show. If it was done right, it would be, but... I mean, I've just got visions. Do you, Jamie, do you remember in the fucking, about 1994, they released this little short of um, some Terminators assaulting a Tyranid spaceship for Games Day? And, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do like mate. a tiny, almost like a little pamphlet type book thing. No, no, it was uh, it was a live action. Oh, right. I thought you meant like one of the little fiction things that the, like the no, mini fiction no. they release. Um, no, like oh, a little no, the, mini the film. live action. No, I don't know if I remember oh, that, no. Try and find it on YouTube. And Is it just dialogue? Oh, mate, even in, we were like 14, 13 years old and we're like, this is fucking wank. <laughs> and and that, for Games Workshop putting anything into film, I, that just flashes in some head. I'm just thinking, fuck me, this is going to be dog shit. Well, the but thing it, is, it, it wouldn't be GW, would it? They would just... They would yeah, just sign off on it. it out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it should keep in the uh, the animated realms, though. Live action just wouldn't work. That's the thing. It'd be like I Marvel or whatever. Everything looks goofy, man. When you start putting real humans into the uniforms and stuff, it just doesn't look. It doesn't look like realistic. It doesn't, does it? Yeah, it's got that weird vibe of Red Dwarf about it. <laughs> like it just, I don't think it'd work that well. Whereas sure, Connor's right, I think. Big. Yeah. If they did it in fucking uh, in animated, like you could do a full run of Gaunt's Ghost in animated, like your Clone Wars or something like that, that Star Wars right. ones. Yeah, and it'd be amazing. Would they not feel really amazing. childish though, done in cartoons? Mate, have you seen, have you watched Clone Wars? No, it's, it's not sick. For me. It's sick, honestly. No. Oh, fucking no, serious. I'm, I'm, I bought out with Star Wars, man. I completely. That's alright. Yeah, like... it's just if you like Star Wars, it's fucking awesome. It's no. not. It's not childish or anything. I'm with you, Jamie, and I've bought out Star Wars, but I can see that that um, that format working very well for some for, for the 40k stuff. Do you know what the problem is though? If they did it, if they did a cartoon, it wouldn't be Gaunt's Ghost. Do you know what it would be? It would be like Marine and Commissar and Tech Priest, and they'd be like yeah. they'd be in a little gang wandering about. It'd be Saturday morning cartoon shit. It'd be awful. <laughs> well, like an anime then, Brendan. You like you like Brendan? Fucking hell. Um, oh. <laughs> come out, come out, You've never seen us in the same place, though, have you? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if it was yeah. like fucking, uh, the, uh, fucking anime, you'd love anime. Yeah, a bit of tau. They're, they're anime. Do you know what? Yeah, if it if it was done the right way, then then I can then I can see it. You know what I mean? Like that guy who did that. Um, what's that YouTube phenomenon with the space marines and all that? They get, uh, the animated thing he did that was class and now they've worked they've, they've got him on the yeah, team now Astartes, haven't they? Is it? Astartes, Astartes, uh, fucking Astartes Aye. is sick bro so yeah, sick so do it, do it like that it, mm. it, that I can get on board with because it's not really, it's not really you're not limited in, is it? with a budget you can draw whatever the fuck you want and you oh, can make does. it look amazing That's if you've a got a limited point. budget you can't, you can't spend a zillion pounds on an explosion because it looks mint it'll just be a fucking firecracker going off and to be fair I, I've read Eisenhorn and some of the scenes in there would be pricey wouldn't they yeah so. it'd be fucking insane wouldn't it all through them there's, I mean it, like when Ravenna gets fucking burned I mean that, that massive battlefield imagine trying to do that in, a, in mm. live action just yeah, it's just not happening. But you could do it in a like an animated style or an anime style, and you could do what you want. I like the Dawn of War two trailers, me. Mm. 
What, the CGI ones? Yeah, I think that style looks okay. Some of them look good. And same with the uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battle game thing. There's never been a better recreation than that intro to Dawn of War number one. That, to me, that's that's the most Warhammer movie I've ever seen, man. There's, nothing can top that. I do like the Dawn of War 2 one, though, where, with the water spiders and stuff. You love that, don't you? I don't you? know why. I love it. I love it. Cool. I love it. Yeah, when yeah. the Dreadnought comes out, the thing and goes, I've come to destroy you. It fucking gives yeah. me a boner. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I'm going to have to watch these. I've never seen them. They are good, mate. They are good. Oh, I'll check them out. I'll check them out. Did you guys hear about the, um, you know, the Dawn of War um, CGI bits? I'm sure someone has... Do you remember The Last Samurai? The film with, yeah. Tom, with Tom Cruise. I'm sure someone's made. They've basically made a film to go with the the, the, the movie, the audio track of Last Samurai, no. out of Warhammer. I know. I, I'm sure someone told me that years ago, and I was like, "No way!" But yeah, it's it's the whole fucking thing out of like Warhammer CGI, but Last Samurai. That's mad. It's somewhat along them lines. Anyway, it, it was somewhat really weird. Can I be honest, yeah, I love I love sometimes when there's that crossover between real life and Warhammer. Like, I, sometimes they get it wrong, but when they get it right, I don't know if that does, but it's so good. Like, I saw this diorama in one of these old uh, books, I'm sure Jamie will say which one, but they did a, a scene where it was based off Zulu, but instead of Zulu warriors, there was orcs. Yeah, Orcs Drift, I... Yeah, or, that's it, Orcs ah, Drift. Proper, yeah. just old school, like, they've got uh, influences from films, and they bring it into 40k. Sometimes it works mm. so well, man, I love that kind of thing. Orcs Drift. Yeah, Bloodbath at Orcs Drift. Uh, they oh, did the, the, the Imperial Guard they used were the old Praetorian models. The old, that's um, it, Praetorian. Oh, Perry, yeah, yeah. Perry the Praetorians, they were amazing models. They go for a fortune on eBay now. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see, new Praetorians. Proper Victorian soldiers, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, know yeah. what they are, I'm going to have to Google that. They're mint, like they're probably good. They they came out for like a little while, but um, they were, they were, they were never out for though, long. Aye, yeah, they were. Aye. Yeah. They did like an army box, which if you can see the army box on eBay or something, goes for crazy money. Oh, dude, that's you got dead men with it as well. A couple of casualties. And stuff ah, you as well, did get wounded, it? yeah, yeah, because they really did it in that histor- in a lot of historical war games. You get wounded models, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. you can yeah put down for various game reasons. But aye, they did they did casualties. Yeah, I don't like Henry said those old metal imperial guard, um, like. Like units, armies were, were amazing. There was so much character. We were all so fucking different. There were some hit so and miss, good. though. I mean, the Valhallans were not great. They were better than your normal grey, great grey jumpsuit Imperial Guards. Remember them? Oh, ah, yeah, do. do right. you know what I mean, the yeah. fucking they were so much better. They were cool. I thought they were cool. I, I didn't have a bad word to say about any of those units. I thought they were all. I think the Talon um, are good, but the Talon were, were really like really interesting. But the yeah. um, and the Mordian were interesting but I can't imagine fielding them because they just look like they're in dress uniform yeah, they, you I know what I mean yeah. Yeah. I like a yeah, destroyer like... now and again yeah, yeah, yeah destroyers are sweet yeah, they, they were the fucking pinnacle weren't they they were so good Talons remind me of like uh, the formation of the SAS in the North African campaign in Vine yes, 41 yes, you know yeah, proper yeah. just uh, imperial guards like imperial people dressed up in these like it feels like a motley stuff. crew to me I don't know why yeah 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 proper yeah. desert you remember rats, the, like... the riding beast they did for Talon that football did mate how sick the is that? or whatever it was, or the Mumlak or whatever. I thought you would hate that because it looks like yeah, the uh, Dubak in Star Wars. Um, yeah, it does a bit, yeah. yeah. Have I just ruined but, it for um, No, no, not at all. No, I, I really like He's it. He's already put his on eBay right now. <laughs> no, I sold all my Forge World Imperial Guard stuff went many moons ago. I used to have an Elysian army. He used to have a 1500 point. Oh, they're Elysian. Nice. And this is back when the Valkyries, you could only buy them in resin. They hadn't done plastic Valkyries. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was... But you know what it was? <laughs> and I'm not normally bothered by um, how good the army is, but they were just terrible to play with. 
like Elysians just you took them off the board so quick because they, they were just wearing flak armour and yeah, had las yeah. guns it's always been a struggle like, it? it's like that with stormtroopers <sighs> and stuff back in the day wasn't it with like hot shot las guns yeah that's all they had las guns yeah. and flak armour no wonder they were, they were getting destroyed that's a shit thing with those armies yeah I mean, for, Forge World, a Forge World Imperial Guard army. Just think about that for a minute, because Forge World models are horrendously <laughs> think about expensive, that. and you need a thousand models for an Imperial Guard army to make it work. Yeah, well, it's like look at what they did with the Horus Heresy in the uh, Solar Auxilia. Oh God, yeah. Bloody 30, 30 men in a squad, yeah. and I think the the thirty man squad cost you was it a couple hundred quid, two hundred quid or something? Jesus, that's a lot. Or eighty nine quid, ninety quid, or whatever it is. I don't know. It's a hundred quid a squad anyway, and you need two of them minimum. To form a pl- platoon, and that's before you've even started getting your vehicles. Yeah, it's fucking mental, isn't it? Absolutely it's mental. Crazy price. A friend of mine was looking at um, the difference in price between some of these recasters. Um, he just got in. I don't. I personally don't buy any recasted stuff. I'm, I'm not that bothered about buying Forge World gear. The odd thing that I want, I'll just pay the price and get it, you know. But I don't buy a lot anyway. But um, if you if you're making Horus Heresy armies or whatever, you go to these recasts, you're going to literally end up paying twenty five percent of the the price. Yeah. That's how. That's basically how much it, you look at all the prices, isn't that? I mean, a lot of the stuff. It, they they they, are, they do have the uses in that they do recast very 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 old models that you can't mm. buy anymore. Yeah. I think that's where they really shine because it's a way to access something that you might remember as a kid, um, and you can't buy it for love and money. It's a, it's a thousand pounds on eBay as an mm. old metal one, but you might be able to get it for a fiver over there um, and paint something you, you you miss painting as a child. Do you know what I mean? That, I think that's yeah. where those those recaster sites do come in. They do come into the role. And to be fair, they do re- they do finecast stuff in not finecast as well. They do. Yeah. They fine do. Cast yeah. Is the worst thing ever, mate. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me onto finecast. It's, it's, it's still a thing. Such a bad idea. I don't yeah. understand that. It's still a thing. I don't understand how they get away with it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it makes you think how much how much gravy they're getting off them four trail models if somebody else can sell them at a quarter of the price. Yeah. Same with GW yeah. stuff. They still sell GW stuff at cheaper. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's mad to me. But, I mean, you know, uh, GW must must have their head screwed on proper with the pricing because they're doing all right, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, and they're going to bring it up as well. They're doing very well, yeah. Ah, they always bring it up. It always creeps up every now and then anyway, doesn't it? But like you, you said on the um, that the last podcast with Connor, Jamie, they're, they're not the only miniature company that do this. Um, uh, all the other miniature companies that do pl- plastics or resins to, certain, to a greater extent... They are, none of them are fucking cheap, are they? No, no. You mentioned Star Wars before, and I was almost going to say, has anyone tried playing that Star Wars Legion? Because a few people have tried getting me into that. No, I really want to try it, though, because it looks kind of cool. But it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It makes it makes GW look a bit cheap. Yeah, it's really? weird. Is it that bad? It's pretty bad. But the, I was talking to a guy on Instagram about it, because I was basically saying this. I was like, look, I would try it, but fucking hell, isn't it like really expensive? And he went, well, no. He went, not when you think about the size of the army you need, because you don't need a huge oh, army. Oh, right. Okay. He said, so really, to be fair, you, you can probably get an army for 100 quid, 150 quid or whatever. And I was thinking, well, that's not actually that bad, is it? Compared to 40k armies where you need to spend, I don't know, 300 quid or something. Yeah, it literally is, yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. that makes more sense then. I get why they do that. Because GW do the same kind of thing where they, they, they'll pop a price up on the individual character because you know you buy less of them, and it's, I guess I guess it's the same model for that. You're gonna buy less stuff, so we'll just pack the, hike the price up a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I do think the quality on those Star Wars minis is pretty nice. To yeah, be fair. yeah, yeah. I think I think they, from what I've seen, it's a different kind of quality, isn't it, from GW? The only other issue I had when I was speaking to this lad was like, there's only two sides really. 
And I know you've got like ro- like um, you know rope. Right, yeah, like, yeah. But it's just it's imperial or rebel, isn't it? It's, it's, no, I thought they did. Does that not get boring eventually? I've not started to do uh, the, what they call the trade federation. I swear they have. I've seen some stuff for that. Yeah, but then, but then you're not going to fight your trade federation against the stormtroopers or whatever, are you? Oh yeah, I like, didn't think of that. If somebody's got an Endor themed, you know, New Hope era stormtrooper army, and then you're knocking about with clone droids or whatever, like be bonkers. Whoever you're going to play with, you'd have to be like, right, are you getting rebels or imperial? Because literally, I'll have to get the other one. And that's it. You know what I mean? That's it done. So that's that's the other thing. And it's not like they can even really branch out because Star Wars is two sided, isn't it? I sort of think the problem, one of the problems with X Wing, wasn't it? It was like a two sided thing. Yeah. And then you had the, the oh, bounty yeah. hunters and stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can get bounty hunters, and there's quite a lot of Star Wars um, stuff in that kind of arena. But yeah, I don't know. What we're we talking about then, pricing. Yeah, basically when I start when I first I'm gonna moan about this because when I first came into the the fucking hobby as people like to call it was when <laughs> fifth edition and a line reader was forty quid and that's fifty that's a twenty percent increase in what like fucking ten years or something for the same model it's fucking it is the same model as well yeah, isn't it? same fucking model like why yeah. has that happened have people's wages really gone up twenty percent in ten years nah no they haven't and the thing is I don't think it's costing them the um any more to produce the land reader so. There is greed, of course, but you know they're a business, aren't they? So, you know that they're, they're out to make money, aren't they? And there's there's people paying for it. Like I, I personally, with my own money, as I said, don't support recasters and all that kind of stuff. But I can understand why people do. It's just one of the things. Like people suck off GW for being like the like the best thing ever, but like in the background, they're hiking everything up and like they're ripping you off, basically. I know it's a business, but it's the way people treat it like the mate, which annoys me. Yeah. What, the, the guys in the shop. Yeah, at least no, no, no. Like people online like suck them off like continuously. And he, at least when they were a faceless company, you could you could have a moan about them a little bit. But now if you moan about them now about the price and stuff, people are like, yeah, but the fucking sick. Have you seen all this stuff? They're jumping off a building and stuff. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, what you're gonna say about people in the shop? That's the worst. GW staff have got better over time, though. They used to be terrible. Yeah, they used to be the fucking worst. I think in the eighties they were just like in the early nineties they were just like normal people like us. Yeah. They were yeah. like fucking metal and they'd just fucking play play some games in, on a Saturday, do you know what I mean? And then mm. over the course of time it seems to have they just turned into just absolute fucking knobbers, aren't they? Hi! Do some glue with that? <laughs> Used to work for GW <laughs> in Newcastle back in the day. And they were literally when they were trained at, at, at headquarters and all that, or, or if the regional managers were coming around to check on them, they would be literally saying to people, are you going to buy that today? That was part of their, they had to say that to people. So the minute you put your hand on anything, or actually the, the technique was to take the box, the staff member would take the box off the shelf and give it to the customer to look at. And when the customer had it in their hands, the staff member was then meant to say, so are you going to buy that today? And that was literally their sales technique. That'd go back on the fucking shelf, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, oh, you know, man. some 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 easily, like, you know, some, some lad can be parted with his pocket money because the staff member acts like he's his mate for five minutes, and then the minute you've spent your money, he pretty much tells you to fuck off. And let's be real, yeah. a lot of these people are, haven't got the best social skills, me included, no, no, so... No, very no. true. They're very, uh, you know, it, it, that could easily be, like, an easy sale. Yeah, and I think that's that's what it was. And I remember that being part of pretty much the official... what well, it was, the official policy... Are you going to buy that today? Oh man! Along That's with like, oh, so harsh. what are you working on? What like, image oh, you placed? My favorite. Oh yeah, fuck off. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the other one, isn't it? 
<laughs> I remember some some guy in GW who I didn't know. He must have been like uh, from another store or whatever. And I'd uh, I must have had a long long shirt on or whatever because me sleep me me arms were covered. And he was like, yeah, some people take Warhammer too seriously. Can you imagine knocking about with your Warhammer tattoos and that? And I was like, mm. It's just like, I'll just roll my sleeve up, like, both of them. So, <laughs> fucking hell. His face, man, it was class. He was like, no, 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 that's good. Like, no, they're good. So, <laughs> show you me inquisitorial symbol and come back. I know, mate, honestly, that's how you know that you're legit because you got an inquisitorial eye tattooed on your fucking forearm. <laughs> Purge the unclean. And, you know, that's it, mate, legitimate. So. Yeah, but it always surprised me. You go into these stores and there's room for gaming tables and there's room for painting, but they were never running Warhammer RPGs. You'd think that Games Workshop would have like a little corner table going on, come and play Wrath and Glory or Dark Heresy or something and try and get kids involved in that side of things as well, you know, instead of just the modelling. You can't buy them in the shops, though. You could no, not buy the role play games. They're, no, they're they never sold them out. through the stores. Yeah, no, It was Fantasy Flight, wasn't it? Well, they, they were... They, they, like Jamie said earlier on, they, they pushed them out to Fantasy Flight and now it's Cubicle 7. They're not, yeah. they're Games Workshop licensed products, but they're not actually, it's not like your 40k or anything. They've not sold no. them in the shops for a very, very long time. Mm. They've never they sold should. it? Never sold Dark Heresy in the shops? No, I mean like the roleplay stuff. They used to oh, in, the, yeah. in the early 90s, didn't they? Yeah, right. back when they, they had to... Warmer Fancy roleplay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I remember. Yeah. Well, GW was set up to sell um, American RPG products. To the yeah, British market. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's what it's for. So it used to sell Dungeons and Dragons and all that sort of hoo ha. I mean, that's that's what it was originally for. And then obviously it just switched when they just started doing their own gear. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys played much Warhammer role playing? We played at Grog, uh, Grogmeet, didn't we? We had a good game of that. Paul was saying, you know, you enjoy the novels of the old world. It, it's perfect to match in with that, isn't it? You know what I mean? If you like mm. if you like playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle and you like reading the novels, then a bit of bit of Warhammer role playing right perfect. up your street, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It is, yeah. It's it's low fantasy. It's a cat like Connor said. It's a counterpoint to D and D, which is pretty twee and fucking ukulele playing gnomes and shit. Whereas <laughs> we want to play, we want to play a fucking a potato farmer. Do you know what I, I mean? want to be scared of a beast man. I want to be scared of a beast man. I mean, on the table, beast man's fucking dog shit in it. But in real life, a beast man, it be is fucking terrifying. Absolutely. So seven foot tall, fucking covered in flies with a fucking elf's head in its hand or something. Yeah, that's that's fucking hard, man. And you can only get that you can only get that experience with the role playing. You know, like what you've just described there, Paolo. If you were on the board, I'd be like, Yeah, whatever, I've got my army. But if I was role playing and you said that, I'd be like, Oh god, oh crazy. That's it. That is it. You you get that sense of terror, don't you, yeah, in the yeah. in a role play game. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, we've me and Connor have been looking at the new edition actually on because seven. Um, I think the only downside is the 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 art is very much the city art is amazing, but the the people, yeah, the, the, the characters, art's not great. No, it's not. It's it's basically that that mediocre D and D. You forget instantly yeah. forgettable. But yeah. Connor said like the best thing. We've spent that much time in the Warhammer world. It's in our fucking brains, so it doesn't matter what that picture on the page is. I can yeah. describe to you a fucking gnarly beast man covered in flies, dripping in blood. You know what yeah. that I mean, is. You've got that exact image in your head of some artwork yeah. that brings to mm-hmm. memory, innit? Yeah, some John Blanche artwork from fucking 1992 and it's there. Bang, done. You're there. But then so. but then you don't need a rule book, do you? If you're going to go down that route, whatever game you've already got, whether it's, I don't know, D&D or bloody whatever role-playing game you know the rules to, just use that and just play yeah. it in the Warhammer world. You don't skid it. Yeah, skid it in the Warhammer world. Yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah. could do that. Like, yeah, absolutely. 
I don't think I'd use D and D though. It's fucking. It's it like some because I like the uh, that new Warhammer game because it is a little bit low more. Fa- it's low fantasy even in the rule set in D and D the the rule set is it's high fantasy rule set almost isn't it because of the way you it's level up. It's more heroic. Heroic. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the There's word. A lot going on. Yeah. That's I'd never thought of that, but you're right. Like when we played it, we were fucking some guy who could barely fucking lift his sword, couldn't he? It was it was really low fantasy. I think the only d- hard did we had was that we had like a troll slayer or, some, or just a slayer that, or something like that. That was me. I, oh, I yeah, played okay, troll right, slayer, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. yeah. You're going to say it was a fucking that troll yeah, slayer wank away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nearly got the party killed so many fucking times. That's sick though, because that's awesome. what would happen, isn't it? You trying to yeah, fucking like, try and kill it, go into like a beast man fucking herdstone, and we're like, we probably shouldn't do that. And you're like, nah, let's fucking go then. I'm trying to die. That's literally what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So I'm going to fucking well, run yeah, it, yeah, run that's into it. it. That's it. So have you read any of the you read any of the Gotrick and Felix stuff? The old stuff. Oh, mate, mate, that is my fucking yeah. I've, that is yeah. That that is my like fantasy gods, ghosts. You know, just yeah. those those books are just beautiful, aren't they? I think I think they're some of the most entertaining Warhammer fantasy novels, like without a doubt. Mm-hmm. They're really yeah, good. Yeah, they, they nail it. They, they've got the it's like black humor. Uh, uh, describing horrendous stuff and it's real lo-fi gritty Bill King just fucking nails it doesn't he where should I start with that series Paolo what's the first book there that you'd recommend Uh, what is the first one it's It's Troll Slayer isn't it no it's not that's the second one Uh, I think it's Demon Slayer the very very first one there's like a double there's like a double book with the first one and the second one Uh, there's an omnibus isn't there Uh, you can get it from the yeah just get volume one Yeah, Whatever volume on one is, number yeah. one. I can't remember. Is, is it no Skaven Slayers? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, you're right. You're right. Troll Slayer is the first one. Skaven yeah. Slayer is the second one. If you get in the yeah. individual books, yeah. And the first one, the Troll Slayer one, has got a couple of short stories in it. It's not a full, a full long book. Um, there's a couple of adventures in there to introduce the two characters, and then yeah. as of Skaven Slayer, it's just one long story per book. The Skaven in that um, book are fucking mental. Oh mate, that's that's where fucking um, what's his face called? Oh Gracie yeah, Thankwell's from, yeah, isn't Thank it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I, I love the idea in the Warhammer world that most people don't even think Skaven exists. Yes, ah, that's brilliant. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was fucking convincing the world he didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, all right, Sizer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it's fucking so good, so good. Yeah, it's them them in the uh, the vampire novels. I think uh, Genevieve. Uh, uh, yeah, the Jack Yorgo. Oh mate. Yeah, ones that are brilliant like brilliant yeah. that they again they're the late 80s early 90s they, yeah, they sum yeah. up that time it's they've reprinted a, a lot of them though in modern versions so you can still get them yeah 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 they've uh, they've got red spines haven't they they're part of the war and yeah. the horror series. there's audio books they're really good all sorts. cool yeah i think you went yeah, in on the audio books didn't you yeah I don't, I don't think it works over audiobook i've got to admit yeah because yeah. i was like dri- i was like reason. driving home from like dropping mum off from work and i was like yeah this is a bit weird i think you need to just sit down and read it instead of doing like 15 minute blast yeah, with by candlelight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, glass of red wine. So or... Glass of red wine. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> yes, Connor. Get a bottle of Cabernet out. Yeah, little little bit of Malbec. So and what some you, All right. So if, if we're gonna if we're gonna pair pair drinks with novels, what what do you drink when you're reading Horus Heresy? I don't know. Cheap lager or something. Rosé. <laughs> <laughs> Monster Energy. Yes, yes. Monster Energy. That's what it is. <laughs> we have a neck beer drink in it. Yeah, monster energy. We have a monster energy tattoo. <laughs> Why do people get yeah. that? That's mental. It's just so. It's just weird. It's like getting a fucking Seven Up logo on your arm, isn't it? Get a boost. Get a boost. Drink. Yeah, <laughs> Cabby's boost on your finger. 
I do. Fuck I did yeah. used to like a boost, mind. Who doesn't like a boost? Fucking there's a meal in a fucking chocolate. Do you know bar. what? What? What was the? Um, what was that boost um, variant that, with the with the green? Guarana. Um, boost Guarana. Aye, that it? was the one, man. That yeah. was the one. Peanut butter boost was the one. Wow. Oh, Starbar, isn't it? Can you even get them anymore? Yeah. Nah, Starbar had nothing or something, didn't it? Yeah, about an hour and a half in, we started talking about chocolate, so we got this far <laughs> at least. Yeah. Mate, dungeon pumps. Yeah. Whisper you know Gold. It. That was my. That was my go-to. Like. That was, that yeah, was yeah, Whisper Gold. Definitely still get. Can you? Oh yeah, well, I yeah. haven't. I haven't had one for donkeys years and years. You can't so. put them in the fridge though, because the caramel goes all hard. You need to leave them at room temperature. <laughs> I used to put a Mars bar in the freezer and then chop it into slices. Ooh. Nice, yeah. Oh, mate, it's really, really good. Put it right in the freezer, get it nice and nice and chilled so it's proper solid. And then big kitchen knife, watch your fingers, and then slice it into <laughs> probably like... Yeah, so slice it into like maybe, you know, five mil, six mil slices. And then, oh, yeah, it's a treat. And chuck it in the deep so. fat fryer and then enjoy. <laughs> you know, it's oh, funny, that's yeah. actually how I make my bases for my models. <laughs> <laughs> out of Mars bars. Yeah, yeah, deep fried bases, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, like, Troll Slayer, you've got to read that with a, you know, foaming mug of ale, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for Pat Bugman's. Yeah. Do you know what, right? Back to Warhammer. That's what upsets me about um, Warhammer World. Bugman's is rubbish. Yeah, I've, it's you not know, I've right. never had it. Is, yeah. it rubbish? is it shit? It's just got knee feel about it at all. Yeah. It's got knee atmosphere. It's like a roadside calf. I thought you meant the beer, because there is actually Bugman's ale, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, they do, like, the, they, do, they do a few different Warhammer um, kind of... Ah themed ills. What, in real life? But just the, the room itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just... Yeah. Are you like chatting shit? Little chef. No, no I'm chatting shit, it's rubbish. Bugman's ale. Well, yeah. I, I, bet, I bet it's Foster's. Tell, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you, there's no it's way ale. they did their own fucking ale. It's proper, do, man. It's proper ale, it's not lager. Yeah, it's proper beer. They do like a black ale, that. don't they, in a regular one? No, you can't buy it anywhere else but Warmer World. Yeah, I don't want I don't, I don't to really drink a lot, but I don't even know that's a thing. I know they do breakfast and stuff, but... Have their own beer in that. Bugman's breakfast, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, they do, they do. I did. I thought so. I, was, I thought that's what Jamie meant because he's saying it's rubbish. I should, I should indeed actually had it. I've not had it. You see, I've not not tried it. Yeah, just the, the room itself. I just think, oh, yeah, it's wanking it. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's just loads of like fucking. It's like a harvester. I mean, I love harvester, yeah. right? But <laughs> if I if I wanted a war in the fucking harvester, I. I They've just got some like fucking dwarven stained glass windows that they've put like plastic that they've put over the fucking. Yeah, but imagine this though. Imagine if it was a Weatherspoons instead though, and it was had that like all that shit inside it. You'd be like, this is pretty sick. I'd never go. I'm never going Weatherspoons ever again. Why? Because he's a fucking cunt. Yeah, he's a cunt. His behaviour via lockdown was fucking unacceptable. So I'd boycott him fucking spoons forever. Yeah, he's like a Brexit. I hate the spoons anyway. I was never a spoons fan, so spoons breakfast was pretty legit. To be fair. <laughs> but so that shall be no more. If you want to chuck us a sponsorship, uh, Weatherspoons, then you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll happily reconsider. <laughs> but no, you're right. The fucking the, the actual cafe bit is it is toss. It's, there's no yeah, there's no atmosphere at all, is there? Nah, and they could have done such a good job. What what could they do with him? I and you've got oversized plastic props on the wall. You've got like cheap overpriced. I think, I think they could have gone like you know big fiber. long, long kind of benches that you were getting like a Viking hall. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. metal plates and steins and done done all that kind of stuff. You know, and make like, it into a theme bar. Feel a bit almost. lobby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they could make it into like a sex dungeon for like dark elves. That'd be well better. <laughs> Great idea. You yeah, got yeah. you feel you got you feel off like cages with like people inside. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. I'm excited to go back to Warhammer World, though. I don't know, is it open again now? 
Well, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be open tomorrow, will it? The hospitality bit, the is? cafe might be. Yeah, that's what the, I mean. Um, oh, I don't right. I the game arena. Right. I actually put my email into their website so that I get alerted when it opens back up. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell, you love it. I'm like, I love it, I do. I'm, I'm only like an hour's drive away from it as well, so it's nice oh, to Oh shit, you're in the Midlands, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. man. I'm not far away Oh, from Jamie's it, got a it's, trek. Yeah. It's great if you go midweek, though, because it's normally pretty... Well, it used to be. It used to be pretty quiet midweek. Yeah. Because when, when me and my pals used to go, they were all like, oh, we're going on a weekend. I'd be like, no, man, it's chocker on a weekend. Go on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever. Have you pick of any table in that? Do you get all the local kids just come in? Well, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? If you live around the corner. I Definitely. would, yeah. Yeah, get a game sure. in so because you, you you're getting good scenery at the very least it's full of fucking smellies and that but you yeah. know you're going to get a table full of good scenery so yeah it's pros and cons it's, like, great scenery for you to put your unpainted unbuilt grey models on do you know what I mean <laughs> I don't know what you mean does my head in the last time last time I was at Warmer World I nearly I, well I don't know what I did but I nearly had a stern word with this lad behind us because he was playing Tau <laughs> but I swear to God, he, some of his battle suits didn't even have arms. Never mind about anything else. And they were bloody grey. And he was just pushing them about the butt. I thought, it's disgusting. Absolutely no, disgusting. No, no, Jamie, come on. It's not acceptable. I thought that was not illegal at Warhammer World. World. Do, nah. Did they not like, take, you, like take them off or something? Nah. Oh, I thought nah. they did. None of that. None of that hoo-ha. Oh. No, like, think... they used to be really stringent, didn't they? Even in the Games Workshop shops, you had to have your yeah, models yeah. for colour and based or whatever. They didn't. They, they don't worry about any of that now. You can just push your blobs of grey around the table like. There was a guy once the in, War, in Manchester Warhammer Games Workshop who only painted one half of his models, the front the front half because um, only he's because he painted for his like uh, his opponent because he obviously only you can see the back half. It was mental. His like reasoning was mental. It didn't make sense. So in like a forty k one, so he'd only play. It was war. Oh, it was like... war of fantasy battles, and he only painted so he... The, f- the, the front f- rank. No, 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 the front like half of each model. <laughs> that's weird. That that'd be more hard. More. That's harder than actually painting the I old fucking model. Didn't understand it. It was so weird. I t- I'll tell you an oh, interesting mate. fact. In the early early white dwarfs, right? You go back to the eighties and nineties. A lot of those really famous dioramas are only the, the models in them are only painted on the front because they were they were designed to be photographed for the magazine. So. You look at the diorama and you just tilt it very slightly, and all the backs just metal. No way. And just, yeah, but when you look at it straight on, you think the whole thing's painted. It's not. So I've seen them at a few of these dioramas in real life, and the the backs haven't been painted. Weird. It's mad. mad. I don't know. Yeah, that. really weird. That's so maybe this guy's just doing a doing an artistic homage to the uh, the late eighties or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is weird. That. Oh, I can feel my skin itching. That. But but I think honestly, <laughs> doesn't sit right. If you go to Warmer World. No. If you're going to push any model around a table, at least paint it. I mean, how at least put the arms on. Put the arms on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Maybe, maybe he was, was going to paint it, and you know, like, like when you do like half build a model. Maybe he was just doing that. Because mm. if you put it all on all at once, you fucked, aren't you? I wouldn't let. I'm serious. I wouldn't play an opponent who didn't have his. He didn't have his models even assembled. I'd say no. Yeah, me and Connie used to play at a place in um, Stockport called Element. Do you remember the Manchild Kid? Who used to? He turned up with a fucking. He'd, he'd put. He. I don't know how much he spent on a Horus Heresy army. I mean, this is this a labour of love in it. Horus Heresy army. If you're going to do mm. it, do it properly. And they were just legs on bases <laughs> and a fucking um, one of their. What's that flying, flying spaceship called? Um, thun, not the Thunderbird. The one down from it. Um, oh, the Storm another, Eagle. Storm Eagle, another gunship, and he put it together and it was all bent because he'd not unwarped uh, it. He just glued it together and put it on the fucking table and up with a load of legs. And I was like, <laughs> why Why have you even bothered spending money on that? 
It's just fucking insane. I've just been looking up the um, Warhammer World opening times, just for anyone who's curious. Um, the stores are open, but the exhibition hall and the gaming hall and Bookman, Bookman's Bar are still closed until further notice. Mm. So basically all the fun bits of Warhammer World are closed, just uh, the shop. Yeah. You can go and spend your money still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can't to be fair, that, that, shop is, that shop is still the only place you can get some gear. So if you want to go and get your, I don't know, yeah. Realm of Chaos or whatever, then champion, you know what I mean? That's You have to go there. So I, I can kind of see there's still some appeal there, isn't there? Yeah, they do some good Forge World bits and like Escher upgrades and like um, little Necromunda head packs and stuff and all these kind of weird little extra bits that I'll see there. You know, they've got those boxes that aren't don't even have artwork on them. They're just like white boxes because they're not yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a bigger sale and that kind of thing. So I always enjoy browsing the store. There's some good stuff in there, but... Yeah, I'm just look at the white boxes. <laughs> yeah, just look at the white boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With writing on that says what it is. <laughs> it's so easy to spend a lot of money in Forge World, though, when, you, when you're in the physical store. It's mad. Yeah. I th- that's a weird thing with that place. Like, if I'm going to go around Warhammer World and go into the, the, the actual Games Workshop shop, I'm like, I can get this 20% off on the internet. Why the fuck am I going to pay these prices? Whereas Forge World, you can't. You, that is that is the price, and you can only buy it from Forge World. So I can, I, I can see the point of the Forge World, but I don't, I don't know why people buy stuff from Games Workshop when you can get it cheaper. Yeah, well. Do you know, you know, what, you know Stephen Wolverine Blues? Yeah. yeah. So basically, right, I'm gonna call him out here because this was mental. So he's in the UK and we wanted to go to Warhammer World, but he was like, I'm gonna spend so much money in the Forge World shop because obviously it's a pain in the ass to get it in the in the US, isn't it? Yeah. I'm gonna spend so much money. I just didn't want anything because I'll fucking buy it. You know, I'm. Pre- Prepare to spend cash here. So he went down all the way from Leeds for Stephen. He gets in there and he buys uh, that Bowie Hunter and he goes, yeah, I think I'm just going to get this. And we're like, what? <laughs> you were just going to spend fucking <laughs> so loads of money? You're going to buy like a Thunderbird, Thunderbird and shit? He's like, nah, I'm just going to have this Bowie Hunter now. He's like, are you fucking penis? <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was after the uh, try by dice, wasn't it? It was. I think it was, you know. Yeah. Oh, it was a day after. Stephen feeling called out right now. Sorry, Stephen. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> but do you know what though, mate? Right, what you were saying before, why people spend money in GW when they can get it cheaper somewhere else? I've noticed this, and it's really weird, and it's a culture that you get in the GW stores that you get these customers, these like like loyal hangers on customers who are always in there, and they spend their money there, as almost like it buys them some sort of legitimacy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's a gang or something. in their little crowd. Yeah. Whereas you're right, you can go online and get. Get your stuff 20, 25% off or whatever, do you know what I mean? From yeah. from wherever. Why wouldn't you do that? Makes doesn't make any sense. The only time it's I buy like it. the local pub, in it, maybe. Like they, they hang around the you hang around your local pub, you might pay a bit more, but because you is, is that sort of setup like they find feel a bit of loyalty to the shop? Yeah, you're paying for the community, aren't you, in a way? Yeah, that's that, I, that. I'd love to think it was that altruistic, but I just don't think it is. I think it's more like if I've spent X amount of money in this shop, I'm more important than the person who hasn't. Yeah, I think it I probably is, isn't it? I do. Yeah. I do always try and buy something for play inside there, though, just for like the thing of it. Yeah, but I mean that's a good thing, isn't it? Because otherwise you're just going in and and you're taking the piss, really, aren't you? If you just so like because a lot of other places charge, don't they? So I always feel like you know if you're not charging, then I'll try and buy a pay or something, even though I'm, I'm definitely not going to use yeah. it because fuck pay is but... <laughs> you've paid <laughs> loads in the last twelve months. You're a fucking hobby hobby fiend. Right, well, I don't, we seem to have drawn that to a close, haven't we? <laughs> put, the, put the GW world to rights, done. 
we really need to play a RPG together, guys. We need to do either Wrath and Glory, some 40k, or some fantasy role playing. We need to get that on board, I think. And, that, uh, get get, a Necromund- get some Necromunda shit, and we'll fucking we're gonna, we'll do a Necromunda day in Manchester or something. That, awesome. That's yeah. that's on the cards. I've, yeah, I've got yeah, minis already yeah. for that, so I'm, I'm down for that easily. Yeah, man, let's do that. That'd be decent. We, I reckon we should run some um, Warhammer. You know, I do a MEC HEF Warhammer thing. You know, like, like Warhammer like Fantasy event. Roleplay. Um, like just us four, maybe. You know, just play like a oh, war- just us? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you could do a live play or something. Or, I don't I know. I lo- just love a- Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Bloody love it. Which edition would you do, Jamie? Because obviously you're going to run it because you're the cleverest. <laughs> do you know what? Just just because just because I've got all the books, I would use I would use the first one. Yeah, but I, I'll take I'll take all that singing bullshit out that you don't like. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck that noise. It's not D and D. But I've got I've got some of the early adventures, and do you know what? Some of them are pretty gnarly. Like some of them are pretty mm-hmm. cool. Like quite dark. Some of them are quite dark stuff. You know. Yeah, hey, shadows of the bone and that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, I'll just do the yeah. beginning of the enemy within. Enemy yeah. within is what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what about forty k role playing? What, what, what's the what's the good choice for that? I know Dark Heresy is just outside my price range. Like Dark Heresy is a great game because it, it's mm-hmm. kind of just the the sci fi version of Warhammer Fantasy role player. That's, that's the way they did it. Awesome. Um, that's what, that's first what you want. Edition are both really good. Yeah, it's out, it, it's out of print now, so it's hard to get. But. Um, but it is a good game, like that because it's really low level. You're playing just normal people. I think it's yeah. one of those. Um, the, the shit ones sound like when you're playing Space Marines. I don't know what your views on that are, Jamie. Others, but it just sounds really dry to me. The, the what they did was obviously they started with Dark Heresy and then they started doing some more. Like so, you did Death Watch where you played members of the Death Watch, and you did Only War where you played Guardsmen. Black Crusade where you played the Chaos guys was a bit of a weird one um, because character options, right? You could be a regular Chaos cultist, like somebody who's like sold your soul to Chaos and all that. Or you could play a bloody Chaos Space Marine. That's pretty man. That's a big jump, man. That is a massive jump. Like, why would you not play a nine foot tall, <laughs> immortal, unkilling immortal? Yeah, like rather than some puny little human. So it just blew my mind that there were options. But yeah, the one where you played Space Marines, where you played the Death Watch, it it was really bad. It just it was a bit. Yeah, it, there wasn't much to it to be honest, because it was just shooting shooting swarms of tyranids. Um, yeah, but the. The Dark Heresy game itself feels a lot like the Eisenhorn novels to go back to them. So you play ah. a bunch of kind of low-level guys who have been hired by an Inquisitor to kind of do jobs and go on missions and that. So it kind of makes sense because then you can just be like a little tech priest or or like a, or like a death cult assassin or like a veteran guardsman or something like that. Oh, right. You know I mean? that's, more... that's cool. I thought it was even lower level than that, but that does sound cool because then you're, you're a, bit of a bit of a lad then, aren't you? Yeah, that's what you want. You want to be like a... Rogue trader kind of squad, don't it? You want to be like yeah. a, a on board a ship or going about being rogue traders or whatever. That's forty k role playing to me, man. That's yes, okay, cool, right? Yeah. That does sound good. Yeah. Then. I thought it was lower yeah. than that, so I was like, would you not just be getting beat up all the time? But a, that a farmer, yeah, <laughs> like a rat yeah. catcher in space. Yeah, weird, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. if you're a death cult assassin, that's sick. I want to play one of those uh, Yakera weaponsmiths. Yeah, I'd be a hurd. They did. They did supplements where you could play like Grey Knights and shit, which was which was all right, but. I think by the time you're role playing Space Marines, you're kind of missing the point. Yeah, and it, yeah. 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 Just yeah. throwing yeah. dice into buckets, aren't you? you? You might as well play a fucking Age of Sigma and play a fucking Stormcast, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. yeah. You, you want to play a fucking. You want to play a shit heel, don't you? With some threat that yeah. if you fluff yeah. this dice roll up, you might die and not come yeah. back again. Some warmer fantasy role play in the Drakwild Forest, trying to oh, avoid Beastmen. Yes. Winning. 
fucking absolute winner. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. It would be the same as if they made a if they made a Warhammer film. They'd have to cast normal people as the Imperial Guard and have the Space Marines be like secondary characters who arrive in to be look bigger yes. and stronger. You couldn't have yeah. a Space Marine as a main character. It'd have to be no. like some some on the peripherals, you know. So you get the sense of that kind of uh, um, otherness scale, otherness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what Dan Abnett really nails in um, in the Guards Ghost when the, when Space Marines do rock up every now and again. The, the the way they are the the the, the, the humans can't relate to them because they're yeah. so other they're, they're just not on the same level as humanity anymore um, and he fucking nails that yeah he really does and it, if you ever read any of his graphic novels Dan Abnett's 40k graphic novels I've not mate no there's some good ones that I think there's one called Lone Wolf or the the, the beginning of the Space Wolves ones anyway and uh, there's these Van Hall- Valhallens um fighting Tyranids and they, they meet Space Wolves and the difference between them is just the way Dan Abnett does it it's so cool sick because so, the, these Valhallen not, not to spoil it but like just to paint the picture these Valhallens like they see this Carnifex like heading for this, this space, these Space Wolves and Space Wolves obviously going to get eaten so he, turn, he turns the Chimera around and just basically goes re to just charge at that Tyranid doesn't mean doesn't matter if we're going to die I'm going to save this Space Wolf so he just charges into this Carnifex and like knacks it and the space wolf's just like kind of dusts himself off and looks down at this tiny Valhallen, and he's just like, "Nice one, nice one, cheers!" And then like inducts them into the, inducts them into his like his little gang, and they're, they're drinking around the fire and that. And it's just it's mad. It's really That's good. Cool. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. And then the Valhallens are all like, oh, "What we're doing?" And he's like, "Oh, we're just setting off this beacon." And he's like, "Won't that attract tyrannids?" He's like, "Yeah." Like, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, so yeah, it's good, man. It's well, it's well worth checking out of some of the, the graphic novels because he did some good ones. He did like there was ones where Sisters of Battle, and he did um he did a Titan based one where it was all like he followed a Titan crew, and oh, nice. it was called it was just called oh, Titanic or something. And it was yeah. it was really good. You can still get them. You can get them in collected editions. Um, because you don't remember the Warhammer comic Inferno. I missed that first time round. Yeah, yeah I think it came we out were... for ages. It came out it was like a monthly comic book, and they used to do all these different stories in it and that. Good. Wow, cool. You're blowing our minds right now, dude. Yeah, there you go. So check out some old school 40k graphic novel fiction. It's all out. There. Amazing. Well, <clears throat> that's brilliant. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that up. Amazing. Thanks for chatting today, guys. It's been really fun. It's been mint, mint mate. Absolutely mint. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll get right in an adventure for us to explore the uh, dark Ooh. underbelly of the empire. Yes, fucking quality. Brilliant. All right, prepare for an actual play, listeners. <laughs> no, yeah, don't, don't prepare. For it. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, chaps. All right, lads. Cool. Enjoy your Sunday yeah. dinners. Catch you later. Without a doubt. See you in a bit. Right. Nice one, guys. Cheers, Good night, boys. Ta-ra. Cheers, mate.